That is, you're right, Mark. You've really got the market cornered on sushi-based, canned-based pranks. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the ADC Horrorcast. This is the Creative Hotel Podcast, brought to you by us over at ADCHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. Do you like board games, Jack? <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who clearly didn't study semiotics. It's Mark. Hello. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and vibe. review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week, we watched a Jake pick. We watched Beyond the Gates. Yeah. Uh, which we will dive into real soon. And fair warning, when we do, we're going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of it. And hey, we do have a Patreon going, but we're not where your money should be going right now. So as it has been for like a couple of years now, all our Patreon proceeds are going to Feeding America. Um, go support us there if you want. Get some stuff and the money's not going to us. But better better places than that exist right now. Give give money to LGBTQIA plus youth in Texas and Idaho now. And, uh, you know, Black Lives Matters could still use financial support. Ukraine still Ukraine. a lot of people need help 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 someone who needs the it do try to help someone who needs it yeah. it's, it's all a disaster literally anything else <laughs> and if you just want to donate directly to feeding america that's fine too do that it's still it's still a very good organization it's tax uh, deductible and then tweet about it and tell us and then we'll retweet it or something twitter yeah hell yeah <laughs> i don't I- <laughs> That's a weird thing to say. I'm just talking. Yeah, man. Twitter. A force for good. Yay. Reality. Uh. <laughs> but if you need a little escapism, and God knows you do, hopefully you can have some fun in the horror world with us for at least the next little bit. And boys, you know what that means. It's time to do the getting drunk part. So let's go. Let's do beers for fears. Hey, Jack. Oh. I've been thinking psych. Have talked about ready. who goes Jack, first. You pick yourself like, first every week. <laughs> God damn it, Marcus. What I was trying to avoid <laughs> a conversation about body mass. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up getting a talk story pale ale by the Kohola Brewery uh, here in Hawaii. I found this to be a pretty hard movie to beer. And then talk story wasn't going to be my first choice, but the more I was walking around and thinking about stuff, the more and more it started to fit uh, talk pretty well in story? my head. Talk story, T-A-L-K. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, because this is a movie where not much is going on, and even when they put the game on and start to figure out what's going on, nothing happens until B-Cramps, Barbara Crampton, starts talking to them about what exactly tells them the story by talking. And then through her talking at them, this very, very easy game is explained almost instantaneously. So <laughs> This game that you know. doesn't seem to have rules other than go to where we tell you to open a doll find and a put a key Find a very easily, yeah, find a not very well-hidden key. <laughs> you guys act Sometimes like it's easy. Sometimes kill a demon. You guys act like it's easy. It's extremely Correct. easy. Hmm. Until you get to the There's final some. boss, then you got to, like, wrestle. Wrestling's difficult. Well, Mm. Jake, let's see how uh, easy your beers for fears were. What did you they get? They weren't. I agree. I thought movie. this was a hard movie to beer. Uh, so I didn't. Uh, there's only, I guess there are some beers that are drank. I couldn't spot what they were. But there's only one drink that is ordered uh, in this movie. It's Vodka tonics. Vodka sodas? It's a, it's a vodka seven. Um, and I'm drinking it. I'm putting the lime in now. You don't seem like a vodka guy. Are you a vodka guy? I'm, I'm, well, I mean, whatever. I'm, yeah, sometimes. Sure. I'm not really a vodka guy. No, I prefer whiskey. But they were drinking vodka drink, so I'm gonna drink yeah, some vodka I mean, drink. Yeah, but we know you're a whiskey guy. But like, where does where would vodka rank as far as in on the scale? Of like, yeah, 
Um, it'd be below pretty much every type of whiskey. It'd be pretty much. It'd be below tequila. Below gin. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then, then, then vodka, then rum. It's nice to have vodka around because of how versatile it is to make. Yeah, cocktails. I mean, it's you a can make neutral, almost any kind of cocktail. Yeah, it's a yeah. neutral spirit, so you can do a lot with it. So I prefer. I I like it in many a cocktail. The, I, this really isn't a cocktail. I mean, you have Seven Up and fucking vodka, and then a lime. Wedge. I really thought he said vodka sodas, huh? I'm pretty sure it was Seven. I made a vodka. I mean, a Seven Up. It's not that different. Yeah, it's the same. It's just less. Thing. It's just I have a little a big sweeter. straw. Look at my goopy ass straw. A big it's metal straw. Because I'm going to spill this. I'm going to fucking. <laughs> it's spill. so full, dude. <laughs> Did you have Hold did on. you have some did you have seven up lying around? Or did you have to go Heavens, the thing, no. the this thing was that you went to get to the store to get was the seven up. I, I got the co op's version of whatever of the lemon lime soda too, so it's not even like a brand. It's not even seven up, it's, it's not a real. lemon lime thing and it's flavored with some co op y stuff. I kinda really want to know what it actually is, because it's not gonna be a vodka seven, it's gonna be a vodka and Jim Vodka Burst Sierra. It's a Sierra yeah. Mist. The co-op sells exclusively Sierra Mist. I well, think. you know how big my house is. There's no way in hell I'm going to go check the bottle. I'm, I'm not going to get the can. It's palatial. Your house is away. not that big. Yeah, that that's was the, the joke. joke, Jack. It's supposed. Oh. God, he's painting a word picture. He has a palatial estate. Hey, Mark, we have to hop what in his golf ch- cart and drive to his guest house. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I was equivalently stymied by this one. I, I did go to the store looking for uh, a beer that would fit, and I ultimately landed on one that I already had at home. Um, I'm drinking a Phantom Bride by Belching Beaver. Uh, this one goes out to Bee Cramps, as you put I don't it, like Jack. That. <laughs> uh, I don't like it. I know she's not. Yeah, it's it's quite rough. I don't want to call her Bee Cramps. Um, I. I I know she's not necessarily a bride here, but the I mean the <laughs> idea here is the phantom she's in a dress. She definitely well, I mean she is in a dress. I Cashed think she's in just white. She's the phantom lady who's guiding them through sure. the game. Bride, if you interpret it loosely, kind of fits here more so than any other beers that I was looking at today. So I tried my best. I'm yeah. proud of you guys. No one got anything that was based off of haze. Which I was it, that, anticipating. Yeah, I mean, that, that uh, was I was, f- I was contemplating Hazer Tag. I was also contemplating Brother Thelonious getting two Brother Thelonii, okay. uh, and saying the two brothers story here. Two but brothers. I, I just I don't care for Brother Thelonious. I was contemplating a Voodoo Ranger again, kind of <laughs> hazy situation. <laughs> Jack, but, uh, Jack's go to is always Voodoo Ranger. <laughs> This one there is a Voodoo doll, so this one it might have worked. True. But I did. That is a, I, that I, would be a I went a back to there Tom's is a Voodoo story. doll. Yeah, I guess. If that's what you want to call it. <laughs> Either way, boys, drinking beers and watching this movie isn't the only thing we've done in the course of the last week. And ordinarily, we'd tell you about everything else we've watched. But as we release this, it's going to be close to the first of the month. That month being April of 2022. So we got to do the horror release roundup. But we also have to let you know about some format changes. Jake, as our business manager, why don't you tell us about our format changes? Okay, so let me tell you about it. We usually, for like how many years now, guys, we have written a big old a post time. for Horror Release Roundup. I want to say it was March of 2016. Yeah, it's been a it long whenever, run. It was whenever Emily, E-M-E-L-I-E, came out. That was in the first month that we did. I don't know why okay. I remember that movie. Well, you it could date it. any of our top ones. You could also just like go back into the A to Z horror website and like look, except for the fact that it's not going to be up for that much longer because <laughs> yeah, we're shifting things up. Hey, yo. Uh, we'll probably leave the website up for like another month uh, because I just said that. But And we paid for it. And well, there you go. That's why. Not because of you jokers. Um, <laughs> we are going to move away from the website. That 
the horror release roundup is really the only thing we are writing these days. We've shifted mostly into full podcast mode. Uh, and it was really kind of our bread and butter. Uh, I'm not going to blame Reddit, but it's Reddit's fault. Uh, they really, <laughs> they really crack down on self promotion though. We aren't getting any money from this. We're just trying to point people in the direction of, of horror movies that are coming out. So shame on you, dreaded, I guess. But yeah, the work didn't, didn't pan out really anymore. It didn't make sense. So let's just move forward and let's talk about how we are going to do this. Yeah, I think, I mean, one, it never really made sense that we were talking about bottom ones. I don't know why we kept doing that I for agree. so long. I agree. It was long. a bit so that we were committed to because we're not perfect, Jack, though we yeah, have a perfectly form- we formatted podcast. We grow and we change. Yeah. So what we're going to do now is we're just going to have a discussion. This is actually interesting because I don't know what Mark has seen that's coming out in April or what Jack has seen, nor do they know what we've looked at. So we're going to talk about, I think our top one should still come into play. And then anything else that we personally think is noteworthy that's coming out during that month. Cool. Absolutely. I mean, for we'll the record, keep it to like a tight I, hour and fifteen minute discussion for HRR, and then we'll move on. I did yeah, still provide a document for you guys to go off. <laughs> so Wait, did you, you really? Yes, in the same fucking folder that it always I is. Did, I didn't know. I, that. I, I, didn't know that I specifically didn't tell you because I was curious if you guys would even do like the smallest amount of work. To well, the see funny it. part is, I actually there. went into the folder to access <laughs> the links, and I didn't see an April one. So. Uh, by the way, I was exactly right. It was March of 2016. That is our oldest post in HRR. Nice. Just scrolled back to it. Anyways, April of 2022 is the current. So moment. that was well, six years. And I'm I'm excited about this new format, yeah. boys, because that's what everyone says about our podcast. Not stru- it's too structured. It's too structured. And so we're gonna accept that feedback and make it less structured. Here we go. <laughs> Tight hour and 15 HRR. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, Mark, let's start with you. What's your top one for April? Oh boy, uh, you're you're kind of forcing my hand here between a couple. This is look at the top, not a strong month. Uh, February, very strong month. We were all very happy with that one. Uh, or I'm sorry, March. Uh, April. I was gonna say, don't say February. April. Um, what was your guys's thoughts on it? I I couldn't find Whoa. a whole lot other that I was excited about. There's not How a bunch of like there's April. there's there's not a ton of huge big budget like big name stuff coming out that's for sure no uh, i think there the were it- some kind of funky looking weird ones so there's a bunch of weird stuff it's a good movie for a good month for weird movies yeah you're seeing some of those those sundance selections that are yeah. gonna come out on vod pop up right Speaking- so you're gonna have you're gonna have a decent kind of variety of weirdness happening speaking of those sundance varieties i was kind of on the fence on where this one would land and my brain says this should be a dark horse, but my heart says it should be my top one. So I'm going to go with it. my heart here and say we're all going to the World's Fair. Yeah. Uh, this I'm was the pick one. something else. Well, this this one is tailor-made for me specifically, I think. Like, this is my bread and butter. <laughs> it's like yeah. weird found footage seen through almost like the unfriended lens where it's a video blog that this young actress is hosting. Um, all of the accolades for this were focused on how good of a performance it was and Mm -hmm. aside from that in general like creepy internet rabbit holes is something that i am in for so this probably more accurately is a dark horse i don't know what the ceiling on this thing is going to be but i mean it looks strong it it looks pretty cool i i'm a big i think it looks really Uh, strong I guess to provide a little bit of context, uh, since we're not providing the trailers anymore for people to go look at, <laughs> but uh, there's this uh, teenage girl who takes the 
uh, World's Fair Challenge, which is some type of you join an internet community and they haze you or possibly you become haunted and demented and possessed by something that invades. There might be like a modicum of body horror involved here. Um, and it's all told through her webcam, essentially, as she's like narrating her descent down this rabbit hole. And we're going along with her. And that is something that I like for some reason. I don't know what's wrong with me. I mean, it does look good. It looks well put together as well. Like, I am excited to see it for sure. Yeah, yeah I don't really agree with the whole Dark Horse thing. I think this looks like a strong film. It doesn't look like a big budget film, but who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, I went a different direction, though, Mark, for my top one. I went straight weird with my top one. It is the one that genuinely excited. It is hatching. God yeah. so damn it. It genuinely excited me the most. <laughs> Jake was going to go hatching, too. Um, the most A24-like of the whole thing. We haven't seen like a proper creature feature in some time now, and this appears to be a full-on proper creature feature. Yeah, it after does. The, after the eponymous hatching occurs. A lot of art, um, too. Yeah. Uh, it looks very strange. It's Finnish. Uh, it looks yeah. very good. <laughs> Finnish. It's I have, I have a soft spot for Finnish movies. It's IFC Midnight, Midnight and yep. not A24, but it looks like A24, and that's exactly yeah, the does. right combination that you want. You want yes. IFC Midnight <laughs> making an A24 movie, but A24 didn't actually touch it. That's the best combination you can have for Except for I want A24 to make it and make more movies like Lamb. No. I want, oh I want them God. to keep releasing movies like Lamb. I loved that movie. You do want that. Okay. <laughs> I, I very much. I loved Lamb, dude. It was Lamb. devastating, but I loved it. It made me cry. So because there I is no it. written compendium, I do think we need to do a better job explaining how these are coming out and when. Um, sure. They're both so, the ones you've mentioned are just VOD releases. You can probably find them on your whatever preferred streaming yeah. service just google iTunes, it google amazon whatever jack the hatching is coming out on the 29th um, that's accurate yep we're all going to the world's fair is coming out on the 22nd of the month of april okay. that is april nice you what guys have left you, me in a tough spot because i was going to choose we're all going to the world's fair and then i was going to choose hatching so i we're in lockstep here in terms of movies that are coming out in april i think this kind of proves mark's point a little bit a bit of a weaker month um another one that i think could be strong that i'll mention because we're down to my third pick here uh it's coming out on shutter on the 15th it's called the seller yep oh yeah yeah so this looks like it could be a cool new entry it it basically is taking that old school twilight zone little girl lost format that seems to be the origin right like in this movie a teenage girl not necessarily a little girl but she goes into a cellar at, at this new house that a family's moving yeah. into this, and is, she... this is c-e-l-l-a-r <laughs> not s-e-l-l-e-r yes thank you uh and she is whisked away into this another is the dimension. door-to-door salesman <laughs> <laughs> um but it it looks like it could have some pretty strong atmosphere going on and there's just some creepiness to the whole house that has a portal to another dimension in it i i this... think that there are legs there this is uh, the Alicia Cuthbert one, right? Yes, this is Alicia okay. Cuthbert. Yeah. Notable actress. Yeah. Uh, coming it out on Shutter on the 15th, it does look like it's a solidly made movie, if nothing else, and it should have a decent amount of atmosphere. So in terms of me having to go down to my third pick, <laughs> that's as good as I can do for this month. And no, this is probably on... my runner-up, so, I mean, you, you're right. It's, it, it looks Presumably Shutter-exclusive debut, and yes. what date, Jake? Uh, the 15th. 15th. Yeah. Nice. All right, Mark, what other ones do you want to call out this month? What else caught your eye? So another Shudder one that I'll call out is Night's End, which uh, actually comes out in March. It's March 31st, so 
I mean, probably, well, I don't know exactly it when counts. this one's coming out. It's going to be like March it's 25th, fine. I guess, when this probably drops. But um, this, yeah, this is a psychological drama. Michael Shannon in a Hawaiian shirt has a random bit part in the background <laughs> of this. Um, Important. The yeah the the shirt is an important part but I mean look I'll I'll basically watch anything that Michael Shannon is in after watching Take Shelter so uh, Shutter has a deep catalog and they almost always have a few movies they actually have a few foreign movies coming out this this month that look fantastic um, this yeah. is just a regular psychological drama about a guy who hey common thread amongst my favorites uh who's making a video blog about being like alone and divorced or something like that um <laughs> and then there's like creepy shit happening in the background um and his house might be haunted seems pretty good well there you go i like that mark uh i wanted to call out um the see for me movie did, have we talked about did this come up on a previous hrr yeah it did i think because this is like dropping a dvd launch I saw it got. Is it actually out? Because I saw I it's know. getting released on VOD on. Or April it got 7th. pushed. I mean, that's been known to happen. Something yeah. says it's coming out one month, and then it's all. So of a sudden, I at least wanted to call later. that out. This because this still looks interesting. This I don't is know a, that we discussed it that much, but we definitely wrote it up. What? Yeah, it's it's say a, the name of the movie again. The movie is C for me. S E E for oh, me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This, we, we talked about this Ooh. a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah download. There, there's an app right where the operator on the other end of the app. T- takes control it can use your phone's camera and explain to her verbally what is happening in front of her because she can't see um yeah. and this gets used during a seems like a home invasion and so there's it seems like a really cool and clever way to blend kind of found footage elements with omniscient um uh perspective um kind of third person omniscient camera perspective and i I like the way it used used in the trailer and it looks pretty good uh we've already talked about it so i won't dwell on it too much instead i'll mention father of flies yeah another fundamentally strange looking movie um i also don't understand what the apparatus (laughs) she's attaching to her face is but it's a very creepy mask with like an old school spiral telephone cable to some apparatus on the other end I have no clue. What and that, that woman is. is their new mom or something. It's all very confusing, <laughs> but know. I'm very interested. The mask is terrifying. Yeah, it seems like it has some good scares too. The trailer ends on a, on a decent one. One of those Mister X where the father's like sitting at his kid's bed, you know, and the kid's like, "There's a monster under my bed," and so he looks down, and then the kid's under there, and he's like, "There's there's a monster on my bed or something." <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. a good Mister X. <laughs> that's very. Good. That's not me. Yeah, Jake. What about you? What else do you want to call out this month? I'm interested in Mark's take. Mark, what are your thoughts on Bar- I will do my own, but I want to hear if Mark had anything to say about Barbarians because that one seems like it's up his alley. Uh, explain this one. I this don't one know if catch I this, this one. one catch your eye. This is a home invasion one. Uh, it seems like it's kind of all out insanity, though. I'm not sure exactly how humorous it will be when you get down to watching the actual film, but the trailer at least portrays itself as at least darkly humorous. Um, couple will get together with friends i guess and i don't know how in on it they may be but a home invasion of people clad in masks the typical thing that you would expect ensues and they just seem to be slightly more goofy than what you would expect from your typical home invaders it's called barbarians it's coming out on april 1st on vod not necessarily my style movie uh mark if it didn't cross your path maybe check it out 
I really don't know what to say about whether it's going to be good or bad, though. Uh, noted. It did not cross my path. But it does, cool. well, checking cross-checking it against IMDb, it does come out April 1st, so I don't know how I missed that one. Perfect. Well, that's what's going to happen, man. This is a group effort. We have to, you know, you're in the writer's room now, basically, <laughs> to use a phrase that came up earlier today in another chat that no one's going to get. Um, one other one that I wanted to mention is called Choose or Die. You're the first person to reference uh, a We actually don't room. have a trailer for this one. We don't have a trailer for this one yet. It's coming out on Netflix on April 15th. Um, I like the conceit. So it's, it takes place in the 80s, earlier days of technology. And you basically have a, a coder for what that's worth playing a survival horror game and horror ensues i'll tell you i'll tell you this so Uh, i think it taps into more of that like analog horror yeah yeah i I definitely wanted to bring this one up as well robert england is in it first off second off i will watch anything about a horror game show i fucking love game shows when i was in uh college you know how like you just plug your tv into the wall uh when you're in the dorms and you automatically like get whatever cable subscription your university has um, uh, yeah, I'll tell you, the University of Colorado didn't have fucking much. <laughs> uh, well, okay, the University of Utah had a bunch of channels, as including the Game Show Network. So for basically oh, fuck. my entire collegiate career, I would be studying while watching, like, what the fuck was the name of that show? Blingo, I think, or something like that? Blinko? I don't even know what you're <laughs> talking about. Uh, there, was, there was a run of five or six truly incredible game shows that only had a run on the game show network and they were fun as fuck to watch and the people on those shows are dumb as a sack of bricks and it's hilarious i don't know where you're getting the show part in this one but this is the this is what this is why you got to drop trailers netflix you mother you mother yeah this is, def- this is definitely gonna hurt netflix's bottom line no one's gonna watch oh it yeah didn't drop oh. A trailer. <laughs> when we say it people listen <laughs> I just read game, also, so I kind of took it as like an eight bit style, old school, like diving into a game that's gonna overtake his life. Oh but fuck, you're right. Way it does say cool. computer game. It's, I don't know what. I, yeah, I don't know what I saw otherwise that said well, that it was the, some type of. You made me think because it's choose or die. So I'm. I was thinking, oh shit, it's like a point and click adventure game. It's that style. Speaking of which, is I don't know that this is relevant to this. Podcast, certainly no. But do you guys remember that? Do you remember the computer game Freddy Fish? No, I don't remember the this. The point-and-click adventure exploration <laughs> detective solving game Freddy Fish? Jack, you know I don't remember this. Well, my sister and I had it when we were kids, and we recently got into a what pretty a heated argument. argument about who could finish that game from start to finish fastest. So next weekend, we are doing a back-to-back computer Freddy Fish Oh, I recognize Freddy Fish. Hell yeah! I, don't know, I, I wouldn't have been able to tell you his name was Freddy in the, out of your mouth. In the pajama but, Sam, yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's funny. People also search for pajama Sam and Putt Putt, and Spy Fox. Spy Fox, Roller Coaster yeah, like Tycoon. Fox. I guess is the fourth. It's slot. not like Roller Coaster Tycoon. At hey, all. That, that's one I know. I know. I know or Roller Putt-Putt, Coaster Tycoon. That's a good one. Jake, I'd be. I'd actually be a little surprised <laughs> if you saw these pictures and you didn't remember who they were. Yeah, it's the it's that style. I probably um, we're, we're gonna do a back to back race off. Are we not doing Dark Horse mm-hmm. then? I kind of said Father of Flies would be mine. Father I had prepared of Flies as if we would. Sure Let's mine. do it. Mine was Father yeah. of Flies. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out. Mark. I'm trying to suss out the new, the new thing. I was. So I do was you have one? Hatching, which we've already talked about. Fucking perfect. I, I don't know why Damn we're it. changing our format so dramatically. The format should stay the same. All we're doing is saying that we're not providing the written content anymore. You've derailed. 
I'm very confused. Yeah, he derailed. It's we fine. probably should have talked about this. Marcus wants to spend time on bottom ones. Uh, Can't okay, get off so he really does. I can see it in his eyes. things to talk about. First off, Jack's top one for 2022 comes out this month, and he hasn't talked about it yet. Is that Nope? Nope comes out this month? No, Morbius. I could not. I absolutely did not pick Morbius as my top one of 2022. I thought you did. Well, Mark's the guy who listens to the podcast. I'm sure you did. At one point, you brought up Morbius as like, oh, God, I'm so excited. No, I've definitely talked about Morbius. Is that even a horror movie? I like Morbius from the Spider-Man comics, but I fucking hate Jared Leto. And I don't particularly like I liked Venom. It's fine. It's very stupid. It's going to that's it's going to be a lot like Venom, except for with a lead. I dislike instead of like. It's not a horror. No, movie, it's gonna. Right? Be, I mean, it's gonna be horror-ish. He's a vampire, and it's very dark. Horror-ish. horror-ish. So it's yeah, same, the same way that Moon Knight is getting covered by a lot of horror blogs. Uh, oh, so Morbius is coming is out. That one's probably notable. Um, De- and then no, there's no chance I picked that as my top one of 2022. Okay. You guys should bet. No, I bet. prefer to just. How long has it been since that happened? Bet. Jack. And say things as though they. When I have to, when I'm held accountable, I prefer to back off. Yeah. I, I feel like you probably know well, yeah. better what you drunkenly think than I do, but I'm actually. I don't. There's, now I mean, that there's I a very that, good chance sure I did true. pick it. Yeah, I just in my heart I shouldn't have if I did. I'm pretty <laughs> I'm confident I would have. I'm pretty confident I would have picked Nope. Yeah, I mean Nope is obviously a big one that comes out this summer. I think uh, the other one to highlight is Russian Doll season two. Um, not a yeah. horror series. We've all waited on it Horror-ish. at this point. Episode eight was a fantastic horror episode, and the rest of it was just so kind of cool time warpy stuff. Russian Doll season two comes out, I think, in the middle of the month. I don't know. I didn't write down the release date, but it's an it's Netflix. I don't Netflix know if property. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I don't know if I'm excited for it. But season one was very good, and the way it kind of fragmented into what episode eight was was. Yeah. Are so. we gonna get more Harry Nilsson? I was really I was Harry the Harry Nilsson was the hook that kept me coming back. I don't know. How's That's, that for an answer? I mean, accurate. It's an <laughs> and answer. an accurate one. So, yeah. I mean, we probably do know. You could just look. Well, I, I, <laughs> but we, the royal we, the royal we, mind you. Which means you, Jack, specifically. <laughs> I don't have anything else to Me say. Me neither. I'm drinking my vodka. Yeah, I seven. really Did hate the way you're using that straw. It's the straw gross. is so long and it's metal, so I can't help but just clank on it's it. It's horrible. Listeners have to You're also like moving your week. lips toward it instead of bringing it to you. No, that's how you straw. It's that's horrible. how you do a straw. Bring the straw it's to It's because you. I have three separate things. I have my headset mic, my recording mic, and this fucking straw. <laughs> you it's chose hard, the dude. straw. It's hard to be me. There's a lot, there's a lot of fat symbols on Jake's side of the Zoom call. Very hey, thin, man. very you know? thin, long phallic symbols. One centimeter wide, nine inch long. Hey, we're not here to judge. We're not, we're not here to here. judge. Yeah. Stop judging. All, yeah, all breeds and shapes different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we go, okay, we got to go to the feature presentation. Yeah, feature presentation. Do it. Over at ADZHorror.com this week, we watched 2016's Beyond the Gates. Now, Jake. I did pick it. 
You picked it. Okay. Well, wait for me I to know finish what you're this doing. Asshole. Everyone knows what you're doing. <laughs> you're going to say, uh-huh. You're going to have a regular conversation. You're just sitting over there thinking about the next words you're going to say so hard. You just say them regardless of what I say. That's exactly We're going to make which, him wait to do the 30 Here, do it again. Here, do it, fine, fine. Do no, it again. No, do it again. That's totally a thing that happens to me in conversations. Like, if I'm at a social situation Jesus. and I'm nervous and I'm scared, I'll just be thinking, like, my name's Jack. I grew up in Boise. Uh, born a lawyer, and I just—I'll be like repeating those things to myself, and they're like, "Hi, Jack, how did you get here today?" I'll be like, "Uh, Boise." <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> it's. <laughs> yeah. I'm a functional adult. It's fine. <laughs> hey, buddy. Uh, nice Jake, weather out. Wh- fine, thanks. How are you? <laughs> exactly that. Yeah. Uh, Jake, why did you pick this movie? Because we needed something fun and less serious than all the shit you guys were picking. There was like the, the, there was a run of the Vivitch and there was and a requiem. There was a bit of a run. And, we didn't uh, even know that, about requiem for the dream. We didn't time. know about that one. Yeah, that just fucking yeah that that jumped on board and it, it was a lot. Sprung itself upon us. The it sure did. That was part of the reason though, not requiem, but we were picking some heavier films, so I wanted to get something in there that's a little more light. And um, I just remember wa- watching this a few years ago, and I thought it was charming, and I like board games, so. Let's watch a movie that I thought was charming from a few years ago that involves a board game. So you had seen this before, then? Yeah, I'd I seen this. I knew yeah, that. I saw, I saw this. Okay. I've seen this. Well, I don't remember you talking about I'm it. Sure I I, I'm sure that I. I'm sure that I talked about it. I don't watch enough movies to not talk about them. I mean, yeah, I 100 <laughs> percent remember Jake talking about this movie. Thank God. Okay, Mark, how about you? Have you seen it? Nope. Nice. Oh yeah, me, fuck me. yeah. First time viewings. First time viewings. Yeah, exactly. And a second time viewing for you, Jake. Yeah. Uh, yes. He's like I certainly forty forty fifth. <laughs> this is my Buster Scruggs. I just keep it close to the vest. Well, Jake, you picked this movie, yeah. and you know what that means. You're going to have to hit us with a 30-second plot synopsis. 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock, and it's going to start when you start. This is basically Jumanji, but a horror movie, uh, in honesty. <laughs> you have two Don't. brothers, Gordon and John. They grew up in a family with a video a video store. Their dad's gone missing, so they're packing it up because it's going out of business. They find a board game in his office, and they set it up, start playing it, and their world kind of unravels as they uncover the mystery of where their dad went and have to deal with the board game, or they might, you know, just die or disappear themselves. Eventually, they get out of the situation after a lot of death. (laughs) Yeah, and time. Time. (laughs) That's all I have to say. I Uh, honestly thought about just saying it's, it's basically Jumanji, but a horror movie. Yeah, it, I mean, basically is a, a gen, gen, generous use of Oh, yeah, I mean, this is a labor of love. They they saw Jumanji, they were like, we want to make a horror movie, and then they had no money and did it anyway. Yeah. So, so, I'm, so instead of I'm building surprised a wall, they put that. up some explain cardboard me, boxes. Explain to me why you think this is Jumanji. Because it's a... It's a <laughs> really? Mark, I'm kidding, I'm totally fucking with you. <laughs> I was it's going a, to do it. It's a carbon copy of Jumanji. Yeah, it's Jumanji. Uh, there's no, there, without, there's, the, there's no Robin like Williams. tails growing off people. It's you know, a little more gore. There's no Robin Williams, so that's hard to take. But you know, it is hard to take. It's hard to take. Yeah, we soldier on. R.I.P. We got man. Barbara Crampton though. That's good. We do have pros and cons, man. There's no shoe factory. The shoe factory sticks out to me weirdly like it has like a way bigger role in my memory of that it's movie like four minutes of that I, movie but the sho- i think it's because the shoes were cool man i wanted a pair of the shoes or something i don't know 
very strange. That's not the movie we're here so to talk about. Talk Whatever, about Jack. You guys are going to talk about the Beetleborgs. If I'm if I shut up for like two seconds, we haven't talked di- about the Beetleborgs. You want in some diatribe? I try to talk about something kind of topical, like Jumanji, and you reel me in immediately. Wait, hold on. How is Jumanji topical though? I'm not doing this. I'm not. <laughs> this is a fun bit. This is a fun bit. It's going to keep coming up. I have almost nothing to say about this movie, so the only thing I can cling to is Jumanji is I think it's awesome. hilarious. I feel like there's an inordinate... If we go back and look at the movies that people have like little to say about, are there movies that I pick? Which is a thing that I'm getting gra- drastically more is self-conscious that, is about. Is that true, or are you just sensitive about this? It's almost <laughs> certainly not true. I think it's a yes and. That's not, that's that's not, not how yes and works. Question. Yes, it's true, and I'm self-conscious. <laughs> yes, and. God damn it. <laughs> even paranoid people have enemies. Enemies. You know what I, mean? I have enemies. <laughs> hey, even paranoid people get enemas, you know what I mean? <laughs> Probably more often than your average Joe. I would say so. Clean, got to be clean. Yeah. You have to be. What, what in the fuck subgenres of horror does this fit into? Before we get too far into our anima talk, I don't want to talk about any animas. <laughs> uh, retro. Is that do you? Are you advocating for that new category? I yeah. know that's not a category. It could be. Could it be? He's right. It could be. That's fair. I mean, it's supernatural. Yeah, it's definitely supernatural. So, okay, I'm just taking retro then. (laughs) Well, retro is an interesting one. Yeah, I know, and then we didn't talk about it. That's why I was surprised. No, okay, let's talk about it then. I I would be willing to add it. I find it interesting in the context of this movie as being the thing that makes you want to add it because this movie feels very retro, but one of the things that I find kind of curious about it is that it is taking place in the present day, but because of like everything that's on screen happening, it brings in all of the retro vibes. Video but that makes it more game. confusing for no, me too, because like, well, what? their dad owned a a movie rental store in 2016 and refused to rent DVDs, refused to deal yeah. in DVDs. Yeah. He was on the forefront, man. Okay. <laughs> you might have been. If he could have held out for like one more year, if he could have held out for like one more year, man. Could have had it made, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Could have had it made, maybe. I Look, I bet his porn section is what kept it afloat. <clears throat> I'm not getting a VHS porno in 2016. Somebody is. We... Uh, Freak shows. Now to just bring up the collegiate experience. Degenerates. For the second time in the podcast, we had a copy of Space Jam... The VHS in the it was the white one. It was the white yeah. VHS tape. Yeah. Um. And we fucking turned Salt Lake City upside down trying to find a fucking VCR. What? <laughs> you couldn't find I, them I, in twenty. 20- I had a VCR in Boise. Oh, one of the nine, uh, two thousand well, one of the little thirteen inch jobbies with the VCR built into the bottom. Yeah. So yeah, that- we found we finally found uh whatever that was like a twenty four inch four by three TV yeah. that had a VCR built in, and that's how we watched it. Yeah, I feel like that was but the sweet spot. I'm like not the disconnected us- VCR. Yeah, it took us a solid ten days to find an actual playable VCR. My parents still have watch. like one of those disconnected VC like VHS rewinders that's a Corvette that like you put the VHS <laughs> in. Nice. It's so sick. It's like this. Do they oh, still God. have 
how much of the how much of your horror movie collection do they still have on VHS? I have been talking. Have they gotten so, rid of all those? No, interestingly, but I have been talking about this for years, and I have talked to them on multiple occasions about this, and it all the conversation always goes the same. You guys, the exact same carbon copy every time. Hey, those remember those things? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you still have those? Yep. We should check them out sometime. Yeah, let's do it. And then it, nothing ever happens. And then we just rinse and repeat. Probably like <laughs> once every, I don't know, six, eight months. More than once annually. I feel like your parents and Space Bar are the homes of the, and, and my garage are the homes of the last remaining VCRs in Boise. Space Bar for sure. Can I suggest we do a thing? Or VCRs. What, do, what, th- what, what is, thing is it, do? Is it? possible what thing do is it possible to hook a vcr up to your projector screen Ooh, i mean maybe i would think so does it have a does it have a component input i i'd have to check but i would have to assume i would have to assume that it does it has so many we just need to find we just need to find a vcr that has a a, either a coax or a component input probably more likely a component input fuck yeah this is a good point. But they also, I'm sure they make a dongle to convert any of those. They, this I might. Well, that's actually where my it's, brain it's, was going. It's, Jack, Jack, much harder, much harder to do than you'd think because you're ta- you're digitizing an analog signal. You can do it, but it requires a powered input, and there's lag and other obnoxious things that happen. And it's probably actually not worth it at that point. We're doing it then. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're gonna have a month. It's gonna run through a fucking like computer. It's gonna be great. But- we're if it's not it. worth it, I definitely want to do it. Okay. <laughs> I can assure you of that. Good motivation. Hey, Love man. It. Hey, no other subgenres. Huh? I, look, it's, <laughs> We're it's still kind in of that supernatural. Section somehow. Well, Marx was interesting. You already said I supernatural. Don't... You already said yeah, supernatural. Yeah, but that's the one. That's kind I of agree. It. I agreed last time you said it. Jesus Christ. Nothing. Uh, creepy pedophile guy who owns a game shop. Is that a subgenre? What's up with that guy? I, creepy, I'll Fucking go with. Harry. Pedophile's a little aggressive. Eh. Okay. Eh, really? He owns a curiosity shop in a weird part of town. He's probably a pedophile. Okay. It's just, you know, a lot of slander today. That's all I'm saying. Again, I have very little so to talk about slander. for this actual movie, so I have to provide my content in other Bro, words. Bro, just wax poetic about it and how fun it is. It's fine. Oh. That's where oh we're going. Oh, boy. Want to talk about Does Right? <laughs> yeah, let's move on uh, to talk about what the movie does right. Jake thinks it's very, very yeah, fun. Yeah, of course I do. So the floor is yours. Why do you think? Uh, seriously? <laughs> this is a fun, lighthearted movie with good practical. Like, that's what this is. This is a 90-minute movie that is interesting in the sense that it is present day. This is air quotes, listener. But they're implementing something that is retro. So you kind of have that, like, love affair with the analog era. And it's it's just this kind of like lighthearted romp through a board game that plays like Jumanji. It's like one of those that you don't think too hard about. Lighthearted. I, I lighthearted very much would, disagree yeah, with you. Lighthearted would not be in my top 100 words. To Interesting. I think it's lighthearted. There is way too much dark brooding character work going on in this movie what? for it to be in any way lighthearted. What? No way. No yeah. way. This is the same. I'll just I'll just remind everybody that this is the same person who thought that uh, Wolf of Snow Hollow was definitively a comedy. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. <laughs> I might just be. Which it, I mean, it was. I I think I've come around to his opinion in that regard. Great. But you'll come around on this one. This one. He likes. The, he embraces the darkness. Yeah. There are lighthearted scenes in this movie. 
it's you think this movie's f- dark? Like fun? You think movie. this movie's dark? I think this movie's it's, super fun. Are you fucking kidding me? I think this movie had tonal you, problems. Jack, Absolutely we need to talk about what the movie problems. is doing right. Okay. Okay, and and it was not. You don't a think this movie was fun? From parts of it were very fun. Then let's let's yes and those parts so we can sustain a okay. podcast that functions. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Jesus goal. fucking um, Christ, dude. The, we taught, we taught Jake the... yes and, and we taught Jake first in commerce, and now those are the only, <laughs> those are the only two <laughs> phrases he's capable of using. The practical scenes are very fun and very good, and I enjoy them very much. That's all you have to say. Not. What do you what? want? Okay. This is supposed to be a dialogue. I... It's supposed to be a dialogue. I uh, here's what I'll say. This movie Take a is drink like your fucking get your gross lips towards closer <laughs> yeah. to that straw. I want to finish the drink. I don't like the it. The straw is is so long that it's ever present in our Zoom. It's just it just looms large Here, in the in I'm the left. I hate that he goes screen. towards it lips first. Bring the glass to you. <laughs> this movie's lighthearted like Colossal was lighthearted. Do you guys remember Colossal with Jason yeah, Sudeikis and Anne Hathaway? Yeah. It was a it's a horror comedy that wasn't funny and was just about alcoholism and sadness. And Agreed. this movie this was way more ice in my mouth. Comedy. This movie's way more fun than that fucking movie was. I don't know if that's true. I think it's true. I would put I would put those both on the same tier of funness. I wouldn't. I would put them funness notably not a rating level. I would put them have, so very I would put but. them very far away from each other. But that's like eye of the beholder stuff, apparently, man. I thought this was super fun. I, and I think that part of that, so to, to say more, which you guys will fucking disagree with everything I say tonight, I can get that from the Convince proceedings. Convince us, man. This is I your job I think that Just the performances drive it home. between Chase Williamson, who's the guy that you'll know from, like, actually, both of the main bro- the brothers in this movie are played by guys that are in quite a few movies actually together. So John is played by Chase Williamson, who's in John Dies at the End. I think that's one you'll probably remember him, him he plays from. David Wong most. And John he's in a bunch end. of stuff. Uh, he's in yeah. Siren. I actually haven't seen Siren, but apparently he's starting that. Mark, I think you saw that one. I have not seen Siren. Right, Siren was the one they made based off of VHS, right? Yeah, the lady whose head splits in half. I thought yeah. you saw that one. Okay, well, I thought you saw it. I don't know. Graham Skipper has been in <laughs> even more stuff recently. Um, he actually directed Sequence Break, where Chase Williamson starred, which I kind of think is like a spiritual successor, like sibling to this movie. That was the one with the arcade. Did either of you guys see that? Uh, I don't think I did, but I did see him in the Mind's, Mind's Eye. Eye. I yeah. watched that. The, the, that yeah, these are like all the that. same dudes, and they run in that circle, and they produce these kind of like low-budget... Heating is sometimes involved with a lot of these Sometimes, movies, yeah. Like. But I not yeah. as much as you would think i think it's been like one or two projects um i think that their performance together first of all shows that they work together decently often and it works for me and that lent to the fun of the film like they weren't out and out comedy scenes but i found their performances to be cohesive as brothers in this movie i agree with that and i'd add brie grant's performance as well and I was delighted to see Brie Grant in this. I love Brie Grant. I can't say I've seen her in too many f- films, but yeah, I think she did a good job as well. Uh, After Midnight is probably what you'd know her most yeah. from, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but she also did uh, Lucky. Um, she wrote. Oh, that that I heard that movie was super fun. Yeah, you guys it? love that one. 
fun is what you said. Super, uh, you Mark said didn't fun. like it. I did like it. You it's not fun. fun. It, this was more fun than that, it's right? Not, yeah, that one's not fun at all. Yes. The, the, it, yeah, the that trailer fun was extremely fun, and then the movie itself yeah. was a huge bug. I, rem- I, I remember that, I, look, and yeah. I was like, oh, I'm a, not going to watch this. A deep critique of like feminist interpretation in the yeah, modern era. It is rough. Jump Good. And then a random musical scene in the middle. To jump on your point, I agree. I fully agree with that. I think the chemistry between the actors is just about perfect. And what this movie does right is in a weird way, I was expecting a like an effects heavy sci-fi romp through another dimension where they, within the first 15 minutes, put a tape in a VCR and get sucked in like the Jumanji remake. Uh, and that's what the movie is where they're like, Mm -hmm. it's basically like labyrinth hosted by Barbara Crampton instead of David Bowie. Hold that thought because I'm going to come back to continue, but I want to point that out and not to derail us. I'm going to come back to a very similar comment later. Okay. That was, that was what I was expecting from this. And what we got is a familial drama that has about four minutes of sci-fi uh, supernatural horror in it. Not even sci-fi. Yeah, just, just supernatural. supernatural. Yeah, you're the one that rails on sci-fi. Horror. Not at yeah, all. Yeah, I don't sci. know why I said that. Not I, as I all sci. A lot of fi. Don't worry about it. It's not sci-fi. It's not sci-fi. Yeah, it's not sci-fi. Uh, <laughs> it's, but yeah, it has. I mean, this movie for being billed as a thing about a supernatural board game that sucks you in has it maybe is more like about four them. minutes of that content. Yeah, within eighty minutes of runtime, and I actually really enjoyed for. This doesn't happen often. I actually really enjoyed the character development amongst the the triangle that we have here of the two brothers and uh, Margot. What, however, she's related. She's the she's the Gordon's Gordon. girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, I think it's because they don't they don't allow themselves to like try. They they do a decent amount of character building. Like they add enough backstory without getting too dialogue heavy for a movie that's n- sub ninety. Like this movie's just shy of ninety minutes. I think hour twenty some it's, odd, even including it's, credits. <laughs> it, yeah, it's kind of impressive. It's I think it's eighty four. Yeah, but then also they don't get the the first like five minutes are a an old VHS tape showing them open the v- opening the VHS store and the opening credits of a VHS tape yeah. like spooling and playing through which a is also rad. so there's like 77 78 minutes of actual yeah. runtime yeah yeah so considering that i think they do quite a good job with building the characters enough but not falling into the trap of like trying to do something that's too much and then making it all kind of fall apart because you get really deep and then all of a sudden like that's all you can work with uh so that worked that worked really well for me um i'm actually getting higher i have the character development very firmly in what it does well as well jake i think the relationship's really believable mark like you mentioned i i they've each got all three of the primary characters but especially the brothers all have their own issues and arcs going on and they're all kind of paid off in a way uh brie grants to a much smaller degree than the brothers but it's that it's a lot like it's it's subtle work in a movie that is not subtle in other ways not at all no <laughs> you i would not describe this movie as subtle but that is but they're yeah. the character work that there is, is yeah. subtle yeah without a ton of just exposition yeah, agreed other thing I wanted to bring up here, and you had mentioned it earlier, is the practical effects. Yeah. Uh, specifically, we need more movies with voodoo dolls. 
Why is this the best Voodoo Doll movie I've seen in the last five years? Because it's... How is that fucking because, possible? Because it was one of the best Voodoo Doll scenes ever. Because when he opens it, it bleeds and it has guts inside. That was not expected, right? I expected a grisly death on the other side. I didn't expect the Voodoo Doll itself to bleed guts. And there's like there's there's like it's like the can of peanuts like that snakes jump out of or whatever, but yeah. it's intestines on the other yeah. side. It's like just flying it was, into the corners it was of the room. So fucking awesome! Fucking I love that. Scene. It was funny. Peanut brittle, but I do agree with you, Mark. Uh, is it peanut brittle? Classically, yes. what is? I thought it was a can of peanuts. Very famous. The, 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 thing the can that, of uh, the can of snakes that's snakes labeled as peanuts. That's peanut brittle. God, peanut that's old timey as fuck. Classically, dude. a can of. When's the last time you saw peanut brittle? Not since I got my hands on one of those cans from a Spencer's. That's not that's not peanut brittle. And it didn't that's not work. peanut brittle. That's a yeah. When was the last time I actually saw it peanut brittle? It said it said peanut brittle. Oh, my grandma makes peanut brittle or oh, used okay. to. Yeah, I was gonna say she... probably on a on a Christmas plate that one of our neighbors yeah, shared that, with it, us. It, like it's four always years ago. on a Christmas plate. Pre-COVID. I was gonna say like every yeah. holiday, but like I don't think about peanut brittle because it's a part of a. A the better question is, when was the last time you saw peanut brittle in a can? And the answer is, I've never, never seen peanut never. brittle in a can. Never once. A I've, every time I've seen it in a can, it's always been snakes. <laughs> it's always snakes. <laughs> all the one snakes, times I've seen fuckers. it, all the one times I've seen it written on a can, it was snakes yeah. inside. It's always snakes. I'm comfortable to move on because I can tell where this is going. I I don't think we've discussed the practical. Really, you want to talk more about the practical? Head ex- the head explosion is hilarious. Scene specifically when he pulls the key out of the head right in front of him and the guy's head just it's i don't know what they used to make that it's like if you go frame by frame obviously it's not a human head and there's no they killed the guy no 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 no. they hired they hired a stunt double and they killed him (laughs) but holy shit it looks great when they just well and they knew it looked great that was their biggest set piece if you want to call it that, because and then they had enough, they had the scene where the body was on the ground and he had to, you know, there was like a little more toy in around. He got the actual key out of the skull, right? What was left of it? You know, there's yeah. another head cave in scene, but you knew they didn't have the budget for that one because they did it in the dark. Um, that for said, sure. like that was still a, a decent practical scene. Uh, they had no aids there. That was all like, let's it, make fun practical. This- the movie's almost a victim of its own success for how good that scene is because that like. That would have been a delightful romp if they had a few it more scenes like romp. that, but it felt like the practical effect scenes were few. I will give it between, to you guys. I totally yeah. get. I will give it to yeah. you guys on the- second viewing. I going back into this, I remember those scenes stuck out so much from first viewing to me that I remember more of the movie being that than what it was. Uh, Makes sense. They're ve- I mean, when realistically there cool. are two. There's the Drifter and there's Matt Mercer. And that's it. That's, that's pretty it much it. Entire yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, two and a half scenes. The one I, the other one I just what do mentioned. You mean half. What's the half? The half scenes. The other one I just mentioned, where they kill the creature that's come out of the other dimension and they bash its head in, but it is in the dark. It's graphic, oh, okay. but it's in the dark. They stab it like a hundred times. No, I mean he he literally Baseball beats its head in, his face um, head in, caves yeah. its skull in, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it is in the dark, so it's a half scene. They're hiding a lot. They're hiding a lot. I mean, this is a three hundred thousand dollar movie, ostensibly. Mark, the internet seems to think that mixed nuts is a more common hiding device for snakes than peanut brittle. So, uh huh, uh-huh. because Apologies. no one has had a can of peanut brittle in I don't know seventy years since the no war. one is like ooh peanut brittle. Let me open. I keep saying it weird. Peanut, peanut brittle. Let me open. <laughs> let me open this can. Oh, I'm so surprised that there wasn't peanut brittle in here. 
But well, people still, back in now. fairness, no, no, guys, no, no, no. hold on. You could get, you could get like, hold on, shut up, Jake. You could get like a can of cashews <laughs> wow. or whatever. <laughs> wow. Like, I feel like the, the peanuts, the planters peanuts still come in that can. Sure. And then you give someone a hot toe, hot foot. What? Yeah. It's <laughs> another old, it's another old timey prank. I said another old yeah, timey prank. Say more. You, you throw a curling like an old, iron at It's feet. an old baseball, it's an old baseball prank. You like light a book of matches under someone's foot. And burn their foot. How I is guess. that a baseball prank? What? <laughs> they would do it in dugouts of baseball. Jesus games Christ! <laughs> I don't believe yeah, you. I hope. Never, I hope this isn't just a dream. I, I had. hope it is just a dream you had. <laughs> Every everyone listening hopes it's a dream you had. Like when you just put forks underneath somebody's car, you know? Totally. And then they can't drive because <laughs> there's forks under their car. One of those classic pranks. <laughs> classic. Are we done with what? Are we done with what the movie does right? While Jack is frantically I'm, googling, I'm comfortable with it. All I'm going to say is Bert Blylevin a baseball Who? man, a baseballman. Bert Blylevin, dude. He earned the name the Frying Dutchman because of his love of this prank. Oh, his time with the Angels. Perfect. Oh, he might just be a dead his, person. the The Angels Stadium clubhouse featured a sign over the fire extinguisher that said, "In case of Blylevin, call uh, pull." Sounds like a great teammate. Would, so his whole thing was, was just he would light his fellow teammates his on fire. feet on fire. And hey, then somehow spun that as like, oh, that playful scam. You're playing every day. Like, you're going to get bored with these assholes. Also, former relief pitcher and pitching coach Roger McDowell was well known for this prank. Unbelievable stuff. He was featured in a segment of the 1986 World Series Championship video in which he and teammate Howard Johnson uh, lit together lit howard johnson's howard johnson this is a confusing wikipedia 86 article. yeah 86 that is so much yeah, more so, recent than i would have anticipated well i'm looking Dude, at that's a picture 40 blur- years that 35 is 35 years whatever ago. mark we weren't born burt bly Levin retired exactly like, it's quite long retired ago. in 1994 oh yeah i made the wrong so. point fuck <laughs> classic <laughs> 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 i made the exact opposite point that i intended to Jack, any other old timey pranks you want to inject into this conversation before we went, before we moved to middle? I want to make one more comment on peanut brittle, though. I just wanted to say that if you have a can of peanut brittle, I am going to before this conversation today. I would be more surprised to have snakes jump out of a can of peanut brittle than of something else. Why? Because why with what? peanut brittle? Like who would go to who would go to the effort to do it to but, a peanut brittle? You've never seen peanut, but you've never seen a can of yeah, peanut Yeah, and so I'm like, I some asshole is not going to like do it with peanut brittle. 100% no, that's I, see. So I, I, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm getting, I'm getting a great entrepreneurial idea here. We reinvent a bunch of these old timey pranks, but we do it in terms of like modern things that come in cans. We do like, we do like, hey, you want some canned nigiri? Psych, here's some snakes. Canned nigiri. I don't know. How often do you see canned nigiri? It's not really a can. Canned nigiri? It's like, it's like a jug of nigiri. Like a jug of nigiri, you're right. Yep, yep. I, I way more yep, frequently. That is a better yeah, measure. Way it's more, like, it's like a little twisty insane. toppy thing. Fucking unbelievable. Let's go to middle. Go to middle. You guys are insane. What do, what do you think nigiri is? I'm going to make millions of he dollars. He doesn't know what nigiri is. Millions of dollars. What do you think nigiri is? Nigiri is the, the seaweed. The little that's seaweed not what nigiri cracker is. things that you eat. No, nigiri is a kind of sushi that's just a big slice of the fish on top of a ball of rice. What is the name of the what is the name of the uh seaweed then? Why am I blanking on it? Nori. Nori, fuck. Okay, yeah, you're right. That makes more <laughs> sense now. Mabi. Mabi. At least Mabi. we got there. I prefer Let's to think, have some canned nigiri. I do prefer to think about it as a can of nigiri, which is baffling. Canned nigiri makes me sick. Can, I want about. I want canned sashimi. 
Just like stacks of sashimi grade fish. You open it up. Sashimi and it's like, oh, grade. What am I having? <laughs> and snakes pop out. I don't, I don't know. What you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're expecting you're expecting fish and like delightful fish, and you open it up, and it's a can of spring-loaded snakes. Let me let. That's so fucking hilarious. I'm gonna. We're gonna. Be that rich. is. You're right, Mark. You've really got the market cornered on sushi-based, <laughs> canned-based pranks. Let me inject the first statement into what the movie does middle because it's a direct. It's it's directly connected to what we were just talking about most recently, at least regarding the movie, and that's that. There are definitely scenes that are hampered by that thirty thirty three hundred thousand dollar budget. Okay. So I like a lot of what's going on, but you can absolutely see where they ran up against it with that enjoyable stuff and they couldn't create enough of it. Like there are so many sequences during this movie where on second viewing, I found myself being like, I'm still liking this, but I could just see it being better and I just want it to be better. So it's like you're off to a great start and now have have more of it, (laughs) you know? I, this is a, middle's a great place for this. Like I said, it's a victim of its own success. Like it's only noteworthy because of how good some of the yeah. scenes look. Yeah, if they could have made this and movie for the s- two, one point five mil, a mil, I don't know. The scene that stood out the absolute most to me is the one right before the head explosion, which looks yeah. very good. But they didn't even have the budget to build or find any kind of retaining wall, and they just stacked a bunch of cardboard, bo- empty cardboard boxes. They should have at least put VHS empty. tapes in that. Like that, that was it was that was supposed so to be what it was. I, I had to I had to rewind and watch that scene again to be like, why are they in a fucking fort? And that was how they played it. <laughs> was that they were they were rifling through all of the VHS tapes? So ostensibly, all of those. All of those boxes were supposed to be full of VHS but you have tapes. Plastic but then, yeah, to your point, when he fires the shotgun, it just goes through the box. There's yeah. nothing in the box, and they they fly yeah. about like they're empty because yeah. they are. <laughs> hey man, VHS is expensive these days. It's a hot commodity. <laughs> Delrin is so cheap. Oh, uh, actually, yeah, it will remain cheap. I just read a brief on how expensive plastics are going to become based oh, on. Oh, I forgot. That's like your whole job, Mark. <laughs> yeah, based based on uh, like oil and gas prices right now, and the more crystalline Delrin is very high on the crystalline scale. Probably not going to be particularly affected by it, but it will eventually if this conflict becomes longer than it is. But all of the low crystallinity, polyethylene, polypropylene, that type of stuff, that's going to the price on that is already to the roof. Everybody should just make shit out of wood. Totally. Yeah, probably. I mean, if you're using Delrin, yeah, probably. You, it's going to be cheaper to make it out of wood anyway. <laughs> Build a 3D printer that operates that 3D print stuff out of wood. I think that's called nature. That's just nature. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. Oh, yeah. like those uh, those cultures that like weave the trees into bridges over the course of 75 oh. years? Yeah, exactly. I'm very familiar with that because a video game that I'm playing right now does a lot of that in its world. That's cool. I know about because of uh, the sequel to uh, Planet Earth, Human okay. Planet. Mark Plain Song is like based on that. Well, yeah, they make they make the what do they call them? The umbrellas or something like that. I don't fuck buckets. Know. I, don't I don't know, Mark. How dare you? You're the one who brought it up. Yeah, but then what you, do you mean? I don't have different. anything else. You the movie does middle except for to say the. I'll talk again about how the movie doesn't know what it's about. The drama elements do not mix with the rompy fun elements very well at all. It does both effectively, but they don't belong So you together. think that both independently are good and then they don't fit? 
They aren't the Correct. they are they aren't two puzzle pieces in a pot or whatever, if you will. Nailed it. I nailed it. That, I will. I think I nailed it. <laughs> but yes, that's what I think. Um Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I don't I don't think I'm as harsh about yeah. it as you. I just in, I enjoyed the ride, but you know, I didn't find the darkness in everything like you guys did. I'm I choose optimism. That's me, it's my character trait. We're, we're, I mean, that's what but, everybody knows about yeah, you. Yeah, Jack and I are the darkness folk. You're the one who brings all the optimism in exactly. the podcast. We've, we've covered this extensively. Exactly. <laughs> so that's going to take us what the movie does wrong. So what tone. does it do wrong? Yeah. Like, to, to extend that, this movie has no idea what tone it's shooting for Fun. and doesn't achieve it. And it does. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but I am inclined to agree with where you're going. So maybe it, maybe go, it has an idea what it's shooting for, but it doesn't achieve it. I don't know. Go go further. Explain explain your point. Get extrapolate. Kind of like what I was talking about earlier. This movie is a mix of like dark character explorations for these people. They and had like then, a very troubled childhood. Their their relationship with their childhood. father is the, not explicitly stated, but the older brother straight up fucking left. Their mom's not in the picture. Barbara Crampton is a phantom bride, and <laughs> I, I just wanted to get that in there. Uh, their mom died when they were kids, and their father, be- like, that drove their withdrew. father to alcoholism. Yeah. yeah, he withdrew, and then the older, is the older brother Gordon? Go- Gordon, Gordon yeah, the, the older, older brother. brother. And no, he has yeah, some of the same, drinking. and, and they, they kind of lean on this a little bit, but they don't, they don't play it up too much that he has some of the same traits where when he gets drunk, he gets violent. and He broke lays, his girlfriend's wrist Lays hands when he was on, drunk. on Brie Larson. Not Brie Larson. Brie Grant. <laughs> Brie Larson. <laughs> One of the Brie's. Uh, um, yeah. So there's this, like, super dark character exploration and this idea of, like, using alcohol to retreat from family problems is a common theme in this family. But then also, like... Hey, let's do some slapstick humor and dive behind some cardboard boxes and explode a guy's head. And it's like those don't. This doesn't fit. And it makes I kind of get it as a wacky stack, like as a as a theoretical approach to humor, setting something fundamentally zany against a like actually pretty good character development background we all we all highlighted character development as something that we liked and, and they said it again and then they and then they create these zany moments in it and i can't tell if they're doing that as an exercise in contrast or if they just thought that this whole thing through and through was the same tone i, I clearly i mean i i agree with what you're saying jack at least in part where I don't think it fully executes well at all, <laughs> but the concept there, like you, I think you can do that. I think there is a space where you can have a I, space for a serious conversation about troubled childhood set against a horror comedy that I, is I fully agree zany with you. And, and weird. Interestingly, and I don't think the Wolf of Snow Hollow is a much better example of a movie that uses yeah, that's humor and dark, serious stuff. But, but. I'm not going to say blends them effectively because they're not blended. It still jumps around fucking, like a fucking cycle. Maybe I just. I mean, it should be jarring. It yeah. should be fucking jarring, yeah. right? <laughs> but but does it much more effectively? Like, it, it's much more that's, watchable. And that's where the humor comes from. If it's not jarring, then it's not humorous. And that's actually now I'm discovering this live. That's what this movie fucking does wrong. Is it tries to blend them together too much? What you need is serious moments and zany moments, and they need to 
run together like two freight trains hitting head on where it's jarring and surprising. I mean, that's a great source of comedy. Absolutely. <clears throat> exactly. Not where you try and blend this in together as one fucking world because it becomes extremely confusing and tonally inconsistent. Okay. Now I'm on yeah, your man. side. I got there. Way to go. Yay. Jake, I, rebuttal. I, I mean, I, I, it's hard to rebut something like this because like I just didn't pick, I, I didn't get that out of it. Like we already talked about this. I found this movie fun because you're so optimistic. Yeah, I found this movie fun. You, both you times. talked about you talked about earlier the difference between your first and second yeah. viewing, and you said especially on second viewing it hit you a little differently. Yeah, that, that to me, what I would attribute it to most is that watching it the second time, I picked up more on what the shortcomings are here in terms of what I think they probably wanted to do and what they were able to do. We've already talked about that in terms of practical, but in addition to that, I think that you have a concept that is super interesting here. And then even in a 90 minute movie, I don't think that the script itself from like a higher level standpoint, not a character level standpoint had the oomph to get them through what happens in this movie in an interesting way, because we haven't even talked about the board game itself yet. And this is a movie about a board game and it had basically nothing going on. No, I mean, it had basically nothing. There was no substance to it whatsoever. The it's not a board writing, There's no game yeah. here. It's not a game. The, the game is the put overall, keys on a board and then you win. The overall plot of this story, like the, the character writing, the writing is good on an individual character level. The writing oh. as an overarching story is very, very bad. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing that so goes it's, on So it's here. definitely, this is a, a good, this is an emblem, this movie is emblematic Christ of... A smaller budget horror film where people are are working on concepts and figuring things out. Like, I don't need it to be perfect, but there are going to be areas where we're going to have issues. And that, to me, was the biggest one that stood out. It just, it didn't make the key element of this film work well enough. And I do find the point interesting, I don't want to discount it from earlier, where this movie is actually less about the board game than it is about the character drama that takes place. But now to get back to where I do agree with you guys, there is a clash in that and it just doesn't feel quite right. But do you know why? So is Jumanji, but do you know why Jumanji is a great movie? Because, because Robin Williams, the story of the characters. Well, partially. Yes. They tell the story of the characters developing against the backdrop of the game. This one it is has, just it has like sequences the characters are developing. Yeah. And there's a game. And yeah. there is also yeah, a game. And never the two shall I meet. agree with that completely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and now that I'm thinking about this, it kind of contributes to the tonal inconsistencies, the fact that there is no good overall like writing from an, a high-arching story perspective because it never lets you develop any themes and you're never sure what anything's going on. Like, it would, it would, And now that I think about it, I was really off-put by what a fucking asshole the younger brother's friend is right in the beginning uh, which just makes a, me just fucking an, hate an, that an younger ex- brother well i don't think he was a friend asshole. i really don't think he was a friend he was just like he, he I mean, says he was he was pretty troubled his brother asked him like why do you hang out with him and he, he was goes, there for me when i needed him because you weren't he didn't leave yeah, when I, yeah. I still fuck, though i still think he's that. bridge people man yeah. he is bridge people that, but you so can, like that, but that, bridge people can be okay and tolerable. You don't need to make someone crazy. Yeah, you just have to throw a Lao out to justify them being a drifter. Yeah, absolutely. And but but that guy is so comically 
or horrible. And then he he like dies, but it doesn't feel like he's it doesn't feel like come up and so like there's no there there should be some kind of thematic tying together of any of these subplots, but there isn't the same way that like, there's no tying together of any parts of the game. It's just like, Hey, how can we string these kills together? Yeah. yeah it's just like, they flip the cards over. It says the drifter, the brother, the maiden and the yeah. father. And then it's like, I can't remember and what the, the maiden never the dies. The second one was the noble. Sorry. The, the drifter, noble. the noble, the maiden and the father. Yeah. And the maiden never dies. Nah. Dude, the, the thematic elements of this movie are Fucking bad. That's a zero. It's a one out. I mean, of there ten. aren't you can't any. go there zero. There aren't any. <laughs> yeah, they, they 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 dressed it up. They provided a facade for it, and there is absolutely nothing behind the curtain. It's not. There's not even it's, a man behind the curtain. It's just you peek behind the curtain, and there's there's it's, it's vapor. There's a picture of a curtain back there. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that would work on a little too on a few too many levels, Jack. I think it's just empty. <laughs> There's a stack of cardboard boxes that are supposed to have VHS tapes in them that are just empty. Actually, that's what's behind the curtain. <laughs> to that end, it, I mean, it is one of the most jarring things. Sorry, Jack. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna plow into what I had in the movie does wrong. I don't know if this is necessarily what the movie thematically does wrong, but there's a bunch of shit story wise that is just inconsistent like they didn't they didn't have an editor on the script why do some of the bodies so the drifter's body remains matt mercer's body disappears matt mercer just fucking teleports to their house and is possessed by the game teleports in order to shoot them well he shows up but the movie very likely didn't have a script supervisor definitely didn't have a continuity director this is i mean this is very clearly a victim of its own budget this is yeah, this is like a a, a labor of love project. Movie. Yeah, they yeah. Get, this is not a yeah. witch. But the thing about that is, I feel like when there's labor of love projects, the script is typically better. We, like the we world, also have to consider the, what they're the, making, the, though. Like they're making a the internal the internal machinations, like the logical rules yeah. of how this world works, are better fleshed out because it's not something that someone came up with in a fever dream and scribbled on a napkin. But that's exactly what this feels like. Where it's just like scene to scene, there is no consistency at all with how this thing Agreed. works. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it hit you guys a lot more profoundly than it did me. To me, this just is a, a movie that I still maintain that this feels fun, and it is. it feels like a throwback romp to me, and that's what they set out to create. Like, they weren't thinking too hard. They wanted to throw back to, like, all these mm. shitty movies in the 80s, but guess what happens? We've had this conversation a million times. If you set out to make a movie that's not necessarily good or that's, like, the movies that you would look at from the 80s that are shitty, you probably make a shitty movie. See, but again, I, I'm not even really willing to go there with you on that because I feel like there is space for this to happen. I was very excited to watch this movie because what I thought it was going to be was a lovingly executed ballad of, I mean, almost what Stranger Things was, but featuring or, a more or the heavy WNUF Stranger Halloween Things is special. a huge budget, dude. Like D- WNUF Halloween special is a better yeah, comparison. That I mean, that yeah. Budget, That's also, budget I mean, that, that movie also has no umph. It's just a stringing together of things. Like, if you actually sit down and try to pay attention to that, it's, like, not that. But it, it's trying to, it's trying, it's presenting itself less as a cohesive thing. Yeah, I think. that helps it. Um, 
this is actually where Budget I wanted aside. to come back in with the the statement that I had okay. made earlier. Um, <laughs> Do that. Where the what this could have done, and I would need to compare budgets, and I'm not going to be able to do that right now. But what would have been cool, and what I picked up from what you were saying, Mark, is, do you guys remember the movie Dave Made a Maze? I was yes. frantically it needed Googling to be like earlier, that. trying to figure out what its budget. It was. needed to be yeah. like that. So. That movie came out roughly the same time yeah. as this. I cannot, for the life of me, determine what its budget was, but I can't imagine it was. No, that it hot, needed to be like that. Higher. Like this and concept that with that execution. So much better. If if this mo- if it was this concept with that execution, it would have been fucking incredible. Yeah, because Other that's world, a profound. Like, it's a profoundly more interesting conceit than that to me. I mean, both yeah. are fine. Jack, have you have you seen Dave Made a Maze, Jack? Never saw it, no. You probably should take a dive into that one. It actually is pretty good. Came out roughly around the same time. Also, relatively small budget. Everything's made out of cardboard. Kind of horror adjacent. Not necessarily explicitly a horror movie, yeah. but it does have a minotaur in it, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's like that. I just needed to but make yeah, sure when I that. checked out, when I checked out earlier, because you guys were talking about Does Metal and I didn't have anything and I hadn't provided any... I just didn't listen to what your points were cool because i was trying to figure out what uh what the budget was for dave made a maze because i feel like it's a very good analog for this yeah it's the better version of this movie this is director bill watterson the that's not the calvin there's zero percent chance jack no it's, it's okay. not i just I was to just be fair asking. mark i mean I he- actually not to be fair i still like this movie more than that movie that movie had its own that's- faults well only jack can can watch and wait oh i'm sure you guys we'll will both like that lands. one more I still find this movie charming. It was a tree fort movie. Hey, film fort. They premiered it there. They didn't premiere it there. They they screened it there. there. That would have been they cre- staggering. They screened it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, are we through what the movie does wrong? I mean, you could blow the whistle. Delayed. <laughs> For a dramatic effect, ah. Jake. Dramatic effect. My, I think my biggest nitpick with this story is I truly don't understand. This this could be escalated ultimately into what the movie does wrong is Derek writ large the cop, uh, but the cop the 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 weird curio shop owner none of the tertiary characters make any fucking sense at all the the drifter none of them make any fucking why do you sense. need them to <laughs> not where God damn it. Why why do you need Because they're characters. They should be realistically oh written God, as people. Dude. Or if We should not have reviewed like this movie after characters. after the last two that we did. This this movie is being victimized by the fact that it came after Yeah, you're right. It's a victim of circumstance. After not anything else, Jake. <laughs> mostly circumstance. It's a victim of mostly circumstance and also bad script writing. Light light script writing. <laughs> what I was actually getting at was I am very confused by the timing of their run-in with Derek when he comes in. So, okay, let me set the scene for you. It's like 10.30 p.m. Everybody goes to bed. They're all asleep. And then there's some hallucinations, whatever. Gordon gets up, goes downstairs, and creepy shit happens. And his uh, girlfriend, Margo, is sleepwalking. And then he hears a co- uh, John hears a commotion, so he comes running downstairs. And they're like, oh, my God, we need to call somebody and, and show – we need to show the police officers that this game is fucking scary and that the knows what happened to our dad who's been missing, missing for seven months. 
So they call Matt Mercer, and he comes in, and he says, okay, I'm still on the clock. Uh, now I'm here. What's What the hell is going on? I, I don't understand the timing of this scene at all because they set it it's up. It's a 22-hour night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They set it up where this was a standing appointment that they had with him to come in and review the tape. This was something that they reviewed earlier in the day that referenced their father's disappearance that they're like there's an active investigation into because he's been missing for seven months and there's no body. They all fall asleep and then they wake up for their appointment for the police officer to come in. And I don't understand how that works, even the remotest bit. It's almost like they didn't pay any attention to it whatsoever. They also talked to Matt Mercer earlier in the day, saying he's on the shift. So his shift is like, what, 3 p.m. He's like to the only person who works in this town, dude. I mean, it's a 12-hour shift. Ethic. Absolutely. Uh, there is a lot of police departments, or the one police department with which I've worked, the Boise Police Department, has a swing shift of 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., and that's yeah, but un- that's, yeah, that sw- doesn't fit. So here. twelve hour shifts are typically six to six or seven to seven, maybe eight to eight, depending yes. on where you go. There's nothing that's like three to three is yeah, a very three weird to three shift. is not happening. That's, no one's doing that. Well, also know. in Let that scene, know, Mark, for another nitpick, maybe this is an attempt at a joke, but it didn't read as a joke to me. He's telling them it would have been a good idea not to pick it up, get your fingerprints all over it, while he's. Th- Handling it with bare fucking hands, getting his greasy sausage fingers all yes. the fuck over it. Well, and 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 the thing I love about this, another nitpick. So this guy's been missing. Miss, you say missing every missing. time. Missing. This guy has been missing for. Oh gee, Mister. God damn it. <laughs> this guy's been missing for seven, eight, nine months, something like that, almost a year. No one's unlocked his office. This tape was hanging out of the v- oh, of the VCR in his don't. office. <laughs> You don't need a fucking key. It's an internal five-pin lock. You need a, a a card or a butter knife to unlock that door. Well. And the police haven't gotten to it yet. There's a straight-up missing person possible murder relatively case small in their town. town. They don't care. But, dude. like, a, a missing person is going to take precedent over all over the all of the other shit. Nah. Yeah, and they and they haven't 100%. gotten to his locked office. In you're the forgetting. Back of his, you're forgetting the his... part where this guy was apparently an asshole. I mean, they do say the cop is a terrible yeah. cop, terrible movie, and terrible an cop. They say so that. maybe he had beef with him, but that's not. They were childhood friends, and he was like, "This guy did me <laughs> it's, dirty." It's another one of those things where acknowledging that you've written a terrible character doesn't absolve you of writing a terrible character. They just didn't do a lot of it, you know. Of writing, I yeah. suppose so. A lot of what do you mean by yeah, uh, yeah, no, they I did mean, interpersonal. Right. <laughs> they did they did interpersonal stuff, and then they didn't do like the high level stuff that makes it. I feel like they knew together. what the relationship was going to be between the two brothers, and then they were just like, "Oh, we need other characters too, though, right?" Yeah, I mean, they had they. You can tell what happened here. Like they had the idea for the game, obviously, and then they had the idea for how the characters were going to play off each other and, and evolve over the course of the movie or what you would learn about their... It's almost a mumblecore movie. Is. That's where I was going. That's oh, actually where I was going. Like, it play, it kind of plays <laughs> like be, that. I'd be fully bit. willing to call this a mumblecore it, it movie. It kind of goes there like that. I wouldn't argue with it at all. Like a, like a talk oh, story boy. movie. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's way about more. There's bride. way more. It, it it's, it's not a mumblecore movie, but it the value it provides is the same type that a mumblecore movie does. <laughs> 
because it's all yeah, about I'm not how sure these characters. Why, I'm not sure why you would be opposed to calling it. I'm not sure why you'd be opposed to calling it a, a mumble. I don't know because Joe Swanberg wasn't involved. I don't know. I don't have a reason. <laughs> no, nah, hey, this isn't. Let me ask you both. Club. A this is definitely. A we're we're being <laughs> fine. It's mumblecore. You, let me ask. That's you probably why I like it too. Why? Why did they include? The Brie Grant ambient sex scene was that supposed to be a joke? Ambient sex. I was like scene. ambient. Um, uh, because this is a mumblecore movie, totally. Jack. Was that? And was that yeah, you know, like keep joke? now. Like okay, hold on. Hum- now that we've established this mumblecore, <laughs> do we have to remove some things from our list? <laughs> like that? Well, th- I love so this, this movie now. I get it. Character at <laughs> like all? That? I think it's time to remove it. Fine, I'll remove that one, and I'll go on to. My biggest nitpick of this whole fucking movie that I couldn't ask stop yourself about. It's it, whether it's Her a nitpick. Throwaway line about them clearly not having the the designer of the box in which this game yeah. came having clearly 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 not studied. I don't semi-autic. know what that is. Okay. Oh yeah, Jack semi-autic. wanted to go yeah, Jack, about Jack has done his research. So sit back. That. Uh, no, I'm, I'm done. My I'm interested in semiotics. Why? It's a very interesting field. <laughs> I'm interested in their use of what it is in it? this Hold movie. On. For the listener, not for Se- me, obviously. Semiotics is the study of Enough signs and either. symbols and how they're interpreted. Oh yeah, by she fucking says that across she various says that. cultures. She says, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the person clearly didn't yeah. study. Semiotics. Well, no, she also says something semiotics. about signs and symbols and placement. She gets the definition a little bit wrong. I won't. I won't quibble with her on yeah. that though. That it seems the study like of signs and symbols. We'll just blow by it. Are you mansplaining? Are you mansplaining semiotics right now? Yeah, yes, I'm mansplaining semiotics of Brie Grant. Yep, a much better writer than me. Uh, but it's so. Why I don't know why they included it at all because the box has nothing. She says it. There's all sorts of contrary symbols on that box. When he says, "What do you mean they didn't study semiotics?" The box has some skulls. Uh, some runes, meaningless <laughs> yep. runes. It's actually and a key it's actually, on it. M- it's not a very busy design at all. It sh- maybe she's qui- she seems to be quibbling with the graphic design, which is not at all what semiotics yeah. is. It, it's absolutely baffling to me why they included that line in there, and why it, there's like two minutes of this movie of them discussing. I actually really like the design. I do not understand that's, why. that's borderline neat pick. It's, it's a like good design. design. And they, I mean, they went out to call Brendan Wiuff, W I U F F. He's like the most prominently featured in the early, like the pre shot, cre- the pre movie credits of board game design by Brendan Wiuff, who is a visual designer in okay. LA. And it's, it's well designed. I think it's yeah, cool. Yeah, I want it. That'd be it, a good prop to have. The design is great. They you probably should have made a game behind it. Yeah. You could yes. You could talk about the semiotics on the board of like how humans interpret what a skull means or what a key means or even what runic symbols we don't really understand mean. There's interesting semiotic discussions to be had behind the symbols that are used. But there is no basis on which to say that the the person who made that box has not studied semiotics, and there is absolutely no conflicting semiotics on that board. It makes no fucking sense. I, I understand, understand it now. I get it now. Yeah, I get you it. You get it? It was a, it was a joke Explain to, it to you me. Up, man. They're all jokes. <laughs> Every everything that they did that pisses you off, it was yeah. a joke to troll yeah, you. That's, how, that's how I'm how now works. taking that stance on this. This was movie. a joke. It's not because they they're dumb that... or lazy or yeah. bad writers. It's because they're doing this. This, to rile this movie you is this movie is officially beyond reproach to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, per, it's it perfect has, ten it, from a story standpoint. It from a story has to standpoint. be that 
the writer of this movie. I don't. I assume the director wrote it. We, yeah, we haven't uh, mentioned director yet. and Jackson wrote it. Stewart. Direct, uh, yeah, Jackson Stewart and Stephen Scarlock. Sure. I assume they've heard the word semiotics, but don't have a good grasp on what that actually means. Yeah, it would be like if I threw out the word heuristic in a sentence. It would just be like I was saying <laughs> it because I've heard other smart people say it, I, and I feel Mark, like the what's context interesting warrants to me it. Is you talk about the concept of like maybe not with the word heuristic but you talk about the concept like you you are a person who uses heuristics very well to your advantage and it's why you're as successful as you are a big part of it because you're good at heuristics wow so um, that was nice. the, the interesting journey i've taken with heuristics in recent months was <laughs> i hit a weird like bader meinhof oh now <laughs> we're gonna talk bader meinhoff like, other thing things where people, people understand shut up <laughs> yeah Let's talk about that. People wouldn't shut up about heuristics for a little while, and honestly, Horizon Zero Dawn was part of this, yeah, like mound of heuristic talk that I w- that I couldn't get past. But there were like three or four other random things that happened on the same day, and I was like, "Fine, I have to fucking look up this word." And now I think I actually do understand what heuristics are. But that was the most recent iteration of a thing that was like, I've heard this word before, and I think I could roughly tell you what it is. But I mean, very, very roughly, it's just like you recognize patterns and can apply them later on, right? You develop a set of rules for dealing with a particular situation a, and yeah, then can a heuristic, apply that. Well, a heuristic specifically is like a brute force approach to fixing a problem that is not the most elegant solution, but it's something that Well, works. sure, and from a computer science perspective, yes, yes, but not from like a human psychology perspective. I like how the but guy yeah, that's talking about how he didn't know what heuristics is is explaining what heuristics is are. Because <laughs> I went, I'd look when I don't know what now he's is, an I'm expert to it and learn what it is. Because yeah. he's good sure. at heuristics. I don't know if I would. Okay, well, whatever. Now we're past it. I feel like they, we, they, they saw the, the word semiotics a bunch of times on a given day, and they were like, yeah. I don't know. This is going to make us sound you. like Th- very this podcast dumb. just got distressingly. Regardless, Jackson Stewart is a first-time beer. writer and director. So, <laughs> hey, good work, dude. Man, Honestly, for a first just, effort. Fantastic. Maybe it was just such a weird and specific use of semiotic that was focused on that I couldn't move past. Maybe that tinted my view of the whole movie, but I couldn't move past Jesus it. Jesus fuck, dude. Okay. First time writer director. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a first time learner of know. words. I don't I don't like it's hard to fill a script. You you write a script, Jack. No, this right, was his show first me your time learn his first show me your word script. is semiotic. Show me your script. Show it to me. I don't. I don't care for this. I don't care for this. Okay. I'll stop. Um. Hey, you know what seems like a very bad idea? Sleeping with a nine-inch kitchen knife under your pillow. Oh, oh I understand yeah, that's wanting quick access to a knife. Your knucks. But you're gonna reach the fuck. Put under, it on. Gonna, put it on your gonna, bedside table. Best case scenario, you slice your knuckles. Worst case scenario, Wrist. you roll over or and it turns neck. sideways, and you put your yeah. head down on it. Wrist yeah. Or neck. Fuck. Yeah. Also, I mean, is a knife really the best weapon to have in your bedroom? I want. I want. I, no, and you don't need it. What you're trying to hide it? Why have it under your pillow? Just put it on your nightstand. Yeah, For exactly. Fuck's sake. Just yeah, exactly. Yeah, who are you hiding it from? Hey, hey, hey! I'm a little worried about people invading our household. So here is. I'm going to put this knife right here. There, done. That's the conversation you need to have. It's like my wife forbid me from having knives in the bedroom. This didn't happen, but I'm saying it's like that. And I'm like, well, I got to figure out a way to still have the access to this knife. I'm going to hide it under my pillow. 
I I usually have a hammer in my room because I feel like that's a better deterrent to criminals than a knife. If someone charges you with a with a fucking claw hammer, uh, I, I'm gonna be more intimidated by that than someone. I mean, neither's good. No, you don't want either. So I wouldn't yeah. choose to take either of those to my body. Uh, I I have I have a nitpick. Um, actually, this is. <laughs> This this is a neat what a weird way to say that. <laughs> you had to blow by my <laughs> weird actually, statement. Well, yeah, I'm trying to he bury did. it. He, he was trying to figure you out how to do it, and then just gave up. You, you just moved. Dude, you have next to acknowledge. Thing, the next thing I liked yeah. about this book was, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so nitpick. There's a lot of opportunity here for subtle references to the things that they're trying to evoke like 1980s and 90s board game and VHS culture, uh, and they completely fucking miss it. But, neat pick, there is a scene where the only literal game that they had in the rest of this of this movie was Book of Mormon Quest, the game, and they prominently feature it in the back awesome. of a couple shots, and I did fucking That's pretty That's funny. awesome. Yeah. That is pretty funny. I like it a lot. I want to play Book of Mormon Quest, the uh, game, on VHS. Yikes. When... Bree Grant you don't loses want to play her that? mind. I, abs- I, w- I would play the hell out of that with you, Mark. Yeah, it's like VeggieTales, but weirder. Oh, it's way weirder. VeggieTales was it's, pretty it's, fucking There's weird. no chance if it's Mormon that it's not weirder. <laughs> uh, when Bree Grant loses her mind and, and like, it goes feral uh-huh. on them. Feral. They drag her upstairs, and they tie her up and put her on the couch with... One single like point seven five centimeter zip tie around her ankles yeah, and that around her it. wrists. That, oof. yeah, that you bust into the you you bust so into the local BDSM cabinet that you have, you know, woefully insufficient to uh, tie up an adult human with a single thin zip tie. I don't know, man. A point seven five, Mark. I t- I. I have experience on both ends oh, of this. God. I've tried to tie someone up with them, and I've been tied up I'm with like, them. You need your tools. <laughs> I need to bind. I need to be bound. We all went there. Neither. It has what, been. Tra- we we are, what, four episodes removed from you telling us that you have a secret compartment in your truck for smuggling human-sized goods? I didn't put it there. I bought the <laughs> you truck. Are, yeah, Jack, it was a Jack, you are Dennis Ford. Reynolds. <laughs> Uh, but, and I'll tell you this much, when I had a zip tie around my wrist, actually several times, but one of the times okay. I fell over and just the act of falling over broke the entire zip tie, like just the, the body weight pressure. You can snap a 0.75 centimeter zip tie so easily. Okay, Jack, I'm just going to, I'm just going to rebut you real quick. Brie, Brie Grant is, I almost said Brie Larson again. Brie Grant is, I mean, one-third your body weight. But this wasn't when, the, the first time I was tied up with these zip ties, I weighed like 175 pounds. So one I was still bigger. body weight? I mean, no. <laughs> I was, but, I mean, she, she doesn't weigh 88 pounds. Probably not. I don't know. That'd be... I don't presume. I will not presume. Fine. It's 0.7% your body weight. Whatever. Look, an know. adult human being can snap Fuck. a small zip tie if they're bound, and especially if they're feral, as she was. <laughs> She's bloodlusted. So, you're, you're, not so your nitpick is they probably should use a second zip tie? I'd use five or six, or a thicker zip tie. Like a 
No, they sell two centimeter zip ties, and that's what you use to bind people. Mm. Mm. They're okay. beefy, chunky boys, <laughs> dude. They're right cuffs. Right cuff. Zip ties. Essentially, yeah, yeah. Those are 1.5 centimeters, but yeah, they'll do the job. They're also, those are girthy bastards, is the thing about those. So use a girthy zip tie. That's what we're... Use, use a girthy <laughs> zip tie. <laughs> you, you heard it here first, folks. Hey, Zach. Mm, never mind. I just called you Zach, and now I don't even want to extract You also started, you said, Tay Zach. <laughs> I said, hey, I've been drinking no. for a long time today, if that hasn't been made well, explicitly here, clear. Then, then answer me this question, Mark. Why didn't anyone won this fucking game before? They're not good at it. They didn't do anything they special. They just die sooner, man. There are... There are so many nitpicks. One of the other nitpicks I had written down is like, what the fuck is the point of the skulls? What are the pieces on the board where they just move around from bedroom to bedroom and occasionally Absolutely go to the none. The, the biggest nitpick, none. honestly, I'm escalating this is what the movie is wrong. If you're going to make the a movie- The biggest nitpick is semiotics. Yes, I agree. The biggest nitpick about this movie is if you're going to make a movie about an evil fucking board game that eats your soul, make it a fucking game. Don't just make it like the pieces move around and you- it's it's very clever. Look, congratulations that they were each wearing the color shirt of their piece that they were selected that's a, for. That's a covert awesome. neat pick of you. No, of you. It's you not. just did it. That is table I mean, stakes of writing. You should have. That just congratulations. Nope. You did the bare nope. minimum of nope. writing. Yeah, that thing. just goes along with nope. like Barbara Crampton not talking to them until they nope. put the key on the board. Like it's hey, ki- kind of cool, but it's the bare nope. minimum. <laughs> oh, actually, good point though. Neat pick. My wife pointed this out. Barbara Crampton's makeup uh, gets more and more and more dramatic as it goes, as it escalates yeah. through the at, yeah. through the movie. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, neat pick, full of neat picks. I wouldn't be surprised if the designer of this game, Brendan Weif, did have some idea of a rule set in mind, and they just took the cool design thing. Oh yeah, like, they didn't give fuck a it. fuck. Dude. Well, and they specifically used the they specifically used the Ouija board game set, like the the rules for Ouija. So. I mean, try it. They didn't bit, give guys. a fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would have preferred they tried. Make it Clue. You could make it Clue, and it would be yeah. fine. They were too busy mumble you did nothing. You did nothing, they, and they we They were noticed. too busy mumble You could make it Freddy Fish, and that would have engrossed me. I'll it was tell you that much. They didn't care about this. It's a, it's a Freddy Fish, the board yeah, game dude. edition. Uh, there should be a version of Clue where you can kill somebody with a voodoo doll, now that I think about I it. I don't know. Clue's... You don't choose to kill anyone in Clue. You just get handed an envelope with how it happened. Yeah, and one of the murder weapons should be a voodoo doll instead of like a fucking lead pipe. There are versions of Clue. I wouldn't be surprised if that exists. It's pronounced lead pipe. (laughs) The lead pipe. It's the the first pipe that you get It's the most important pipe. It's the best one to kill someone with. Let's go to ratings. (laughs) You don't want to hear more awesome hominid jokes? Can I get a beer while we do this, please? We over at Z Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about Giannis, who would rate Coors Light. This is nasty. Hell no. And for 10, think about Connor McManus, who would rate having rope. There's a lot of rope strapped around him in the movies, and they always end up using it. I've lost it, haven't you? I'm serious. Stories first, Kevin Richard, these movies. Jake, you picked this movie right for story. Do I need to say anything? Do you know Hell yeah. anything? You guys get it right. Total ten. Uh, I gave this. I gave this a three. That's great, Jack. No, 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 no. You gave it a ten, Jack. Do your thing. <laughs> I gave it a three and a half for story. Uh, 
broad strokes here are the best strokes, and that's how I choose to pay attention to this film. If you get into it, it, it really does start to fall apart. What I do enjoy, though, is that character work that was done, and I think that's pretty strong for a sub-90-minute movie, especially one that is like this. That being said, it's obviously not a high score. Mark, how about you? What's your story score? I gave it a five, so I'm a little bit higher than Jake. Um, but, I mean, not appreciably, and we're probably roughly in the same bucket. This is Didn't below you give it average. a two and a half? I gave it a three and a half. That's a decent amount higher. We're just going to do what we okay. always do. It's fine. Well, but I think it's important to highlight here that I do appreciate what this movie does from a character development standpoint. These story elements yeah. are straight up bad, but if you can write believable characters... I'm going to give you credit for it in this case. Yeah, I mean, they're so. they're t- kind of shockingly strong in that regard, considering what's happening around them. Yeah, considering the fact that then there's a random apropos of nothing scene where they're hiding behind a cardboard fort and a cop with no for the record motivation. For the record, I fucking love that scene. in their backyard scene. with a shotgun, shoots them, his head explodes, and then his body That's disappears, and no one speaks. Awesome! Again. You're you're describing an awesome thing. <laughs> That's like my favorite scene. Well, don't include I, that with a deep meditation on alcoholism in a family. And God, grief. that scene was so fucking fun. I hate you. That scene yeah, was and Mark's fun. Like I hate it's it. Just san- no, it's sandwiched between two scenes about alcoholism and yeah. grief, and it doesn't well, make I'd fucking sense. And it's literally set up as we did as the bar- I think it's Barbara Crampton. Someone on the uh, someone on screen says he'll show up. He won't know why we're doing this because we don't know how to write it into the script, but it's a cool scene, so it's going to happen, but there's no reason for it. And yeah, that's what a, cool a lot of the con- connective tissue here is. Uh, look, I gave this thing a three, and I was waffling between a three and a four because, Mark, I understand. I do want to credit them for writing Give good three characters. three and a half like I did. And the characters here are good. No, I don't <laughs> do You're that. an idiot. Never it's have, a three and a half will. from Jack's uh, perspective. We don't have a 20-point eh, eh, scale. We have eh, a 10-point eh, scale. Eh, yeah. That's you. That's what you sound <laughs> cool, like. Good, good I'm argument. an adult. Uh, good argument. <laughs> I gave it a three. The I want to credit them very much for the characters they write, but the overall writing of this story from start to finish is so bad that I, I am. I'm, I'm giving them a lot of credit when I give oh this thing a three Jesus. overall is where I came down on it. So I'm giving it a three. That's going to take us into this world building version. Jake. bad. No, it doesn't because we're going to do the thing we always high. do, Mark. Are we? I'm Jake, sure what's your true. world... Building five. immersion score. We're going to do the thing we always do. Okay. I give it a five. I feel like you guys are probably going to go lower uh, for the world building in particular. The world here is a little bit soft. Um, that said, I did find I did the first time, and then I wanted to go back to it, and still do after the second time, find this to be oddly immersive. There's something that just like tickles my funny bone about this movie. I've said it. It is an indescribable effect, and I find it a joy to watch. Mark, so I did go lower and big I hate, sigh, big sigh. I hate it when Jake's right. I gave it a three, which means that he gave it an eight and a half total in the first two, and I gave it an eight. So I guess we're in lockstep. Um, the thing that I find unforgivable about unforgivable. this movie is they <laughs> unforgivable. Oh, the thing that no. I find unforgivable about this movie is that. They are given, they give themselves a blank check to create a world and they choose to not flesh it out. Like the amount of time they spend on Beyond the Gates is Barbara Crampton on the television, which is actually 
pretty well executed, and that's what it's getting credit for. And a set of gates in the basement, and then when they actually cross over to the other side, a pink light filter. That's Hell all yeah. They do. That's it. The end, end of the story. They're, they're in they, someone's Halloween fun house. That's, that's the other they, dimension. They did this on an extremely small budget, and they get credit for that and all, but, like, build a fucking world. Eh. Build rules for eh. your game. Do make, make the scenes that come up where the cop is showing up. Like, have a little bit of backstory. Eh. Have something happen so that he is motivated to come in and kill you, and not just be like, yeah, he's it's coming for, in here. He's going to kill you. Nerds, he man. knows. It's fine. Blows it's that nerds. up. There's a key. Mark, you're right about all the negative things you said. I don't know how you got as high as you did. I gave it a three for world building and immersion. Well, I they gave don't... it a three, so cool. Oh, yeah, I gave you? it a yes. five. No, you, no, you didn't. No. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. I, they don't build a world, and I wasn't really immersed in it. I The immersion, I'm, give, I'm giving it points for immersion, and it's from the individual scenes, like the the two different movies this was, each one was individually immersive. The rompy fun parts are fun, and the dramatic character studies are interesting. Don't fit together at all, but the credit they're getting is for doing each of those pretty successfully. I'm giving it a three, though. It's not not a great world, and they don't immerse me in it. When I'm picturing the world building of this movie, I picture the Lisa Simpson Florida costume. I think think what we're... I'm going to save this. Okay. Go. So do. I, so I did save. This is, <laughs> I did save it. I'm saving it. <laughs> no, he's going to save it, Mark, not say it. Oh. Yeah, Mark. <laughs> I'm going to say this. What? Let me announce to you my I'm I, I know I'm real dumb, but I'm not point. that dumb. No, I, I heard you. I heard save. I, it's not a given, man. I've been drinking. <laughs> I'm still very okay. confused. What are you saving? Something for the end. His take. A take. His take. That's going to take uh, us into oh scare We're falling factor. apart. We're falling apart. Jake, We're falling what is apart. Your scare factor two. Score? I gave it a two. We're I gave it a two. I gave it a two. There's some gore star. here. A uh, little bit of some creepy Barbara Crampton staring at you, which, like, after a while, it didn't quite get there. There was a. There was one particular scene where she was staring for long enough to make me think about the thing where, like, if you keep telling the same joke for long enough, it doesn't. It becomes not funny, and then it becomes funny again. Kristen Shaw yeah. is a horse. Kristen Shaw is a horse. It could have yeah. become scary and then potentially not scary again, but they didn't get to the part quite where it became scary. It had the potential though, because I thought that the whole analog her staring at the screen with like the makeup was decently creepy. It's still a two, and that's mostly gore related. Yeah, Mark, how about you? I was about to give my you score, but I remembered. Like me, professional. Yeah. Way to go, Jack. Um, I gave it a four. I'm substantially higher. One thing we haven't. You are your double about, me. Potentially something this movie does right how is I am forever a fan of the silhouette in your uh, bedroom. Oh yeah, that was a good doorway. scare. Yeah, that was good. You're right. It's a good jump scare. Two and a half. They do it twice here, <laughs> and then they actually produce the body, and there's a demon, and that part's not as scary. At least they do that the second aside time. Aside from that, aside from that, there are a few scattered jump scares throughout this thing that I, I think are fine. Whatever. It's four. You talked talk me up to a two and a half because I forgot about that scene completely. I give it a four as well, Mark. For me, the best parts of this were the slow progression into them realizing the game is talking to them personally. And I thought that was handled very effectively. The Barbara Crampton saying stuff about them, 
the not moving until you put the key on the board, then addressing them. The cop not the Barbara like, Crampton stuff is pretty Barbara well Crampton. executed. It's really good. It's all, all that stuff is very good and creepy. And then hey guys, hey guys, can we go back to what this movie does right? I would like to go back to what this movie does right. Yeah, let's. Uh, we'll all start the way from back. There. Rewind it all. Can the way we just back redo the episode, the episode, please? <laughs> yes, please. Because uh, the HRR segment sucks. Uh, the Barbara Crampton part is really good. They executed that and, uh, splendidly. Yeah, and that's a, that's a big part of my scare factor score, which is a four. That's going to move us on to effects or just as like six and a half. Man, I liked a lot of what I saw, and they just didn't have enough budget to do the amount that anyone wanted out of this film. Uh, it looked it looked Fair good, uh, and honestly, like we didn't talk about this at all. But part of it, it's probably because it didn't exist for a very substantial part of the runtime. But Cynthia score when it's involved. Love it. I'm still I'm still on board for all that. So you give me a synthy score and I'm gonna help it. Wave. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. Mark, how about you? I actually completely agree. I gave it a six and a half. Uh for the three hundred thousand dollar budget they had, the effects look great. The voodoo doll sequences are fantastic. There's only two of them, and I would have wanted this basically the entire movie to be them. Um, but beggars can't be choosers and You mean key sequences, right? Looking, so uh, they could have used – they only had $300,000 budget, so it's hard to complain about, but, like, bump this up a little bit more, and we'll get to the point where uh, I want more from what the world of Beyond the Gates is. Well – That's probably where the ceiling is coming in now. They're making me, a sequel, but, I mean, so you're in luck. Are they Apparently. really? Beyond the Gates 2. I don't know. I just, I, just saw, I just saw that Jackson Stewart and for someone is working on a sequel. Yeah. Which, honestly, I'm just going to go ahead. I was saving my take for the very end, but I'm just going to do it now. Like, we've discussed. Beyond the Gates 2, Beyond the Gates that are Beyond the Gates. <laughs> exactly. Um, the fact that what Jack was saying about how this is, these are two things that are good that together don't work. Like, if they had more of a budget and more people thinking about what this could be. I think that could be really, really cool. Like, good initial effort for sure, right? So, I don't know that this really needs a sequel. I'm not clamoring for it, but who knows? Maybe it'll rock. Maybe they'll do it right. I'm. I, I'll. I'll look. I'll watch the sequel to see if they fix the things that were. It'll do. Problem, it'll do a reverse the, Hell House LLC. The big yeah. Hopefully, I mean, we all can dream. I would love to see more stuff from Jackson Stewart. Like, that sounds yeah. really cool. He's got a lot of interesting stuff going on. He's just got a lot of rough edges, We didn't really too. talk about the direction. Direction is pretty good here. Um, anyway, let's move on. Eh. That was pretty good. Uh, Story, storyboard I, matters I, in direction. Eh. We, we, we kind of we right, circled right. the wagons here because I gave it a six for effects, which is just like they're of two. The, thing, the only thing I wanted to mention that you guys haven't is that the – there is not very much judicious lack thereof here. There is lack thereof, right? He does, but it's not three judicious. individual scenes that are effects heavy, and then yeah. the rest of the movie, the lack thereof is very obvious and not judicious at all. It's just like sure. I don't have any more money. Here's some empty cardboard sure. boxes. Yeah. So that's the only thing I mentioned. That's going to take us into overall. <laughs> Jake, what's your this overall is score? where we're going to diverge. <laughs> um, I gave this a bit of a bump because it just this is a movie that I enjoy watching, and that has to be accounted for somewhere. Uh, overall, I give this a six. I think this is a an interesting enough movie for the purposes of what we look at. I mean, we somehow got two hours here, guys. 
and it's just fun to me, man. I like the throwback board game thing. Do I want more? Yes, that's why it's not higher, but it's it's still a, it's a fun concept that I think they did an admirable job of for a small budget movie. Okay, Mark, how about you? I gave it a five, and oh. the interesting thing is I think the biggest single point difference between any scores is probably between a five and a six because one is below yeah. average and one is above yeah. average. Yeah. Um, and I just I can't get there with this one. Like, yeah, it's fine. I could probably see myself recommending this to a few folks who are horror aficionados and who like the like weird genre movies and stuff. Good, like that's that, what you're gonna say for your next segment then. Well, well, right, and it's. I, but this isn't a good movie. If you were to ask me on balance, is this good or is this bad? I would say this isn't. <laughs> this is. I would. Yeah. I, on this is balance, it's okay. Yeah. Look, I'm by far the lowest here. I gave it a three. By far overall. the lowest. I didn't like. I this don't movie. disagree with that. I'm closer to Jack than I am to Jake, despite the numerics. I, I mean, the it's movie had take. strong aspects, but overall, it was a mess for me. The the tonal inconsistencies just it just didn't and it didn't it didn't read fun to me i watched it drunk i watched it in a great mood it didn't yeah, read fun. i mean it read over we're all allowed bad just kind of a mess jack, to fine. me so <laughs> and sometimes jake has them and this is not one of them <laughs> interestingly okay yeah fun this is good this is a good conversation we can keep having well why don't we talk about to whom the hell you would recommend this jake uh yeah it is a it is a harder movie to recommend <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, despite yeah. the fact that I have a <laughs> uh, almost no, despite one. the fact that it, I have the right take, this is a harder movie to recommend solely because like this is a small budget film in a horror genre that is done by a first time writer director, right? Like that is something that is for people, as Mark was just alluding to, that have seen a lot of things. So I think someone who has seen a lot in the horror genre is a fan, can deal with practical, and they're they're potentially anyone that's looking for something that's a bit more throwbacky too if they want that nostalgic vibe someone our age this could be right up their alley but it's a harder recommend i will go with you there how about you mark yeah genre fans i mean people who have seen dave made a maze and were like hey that was good and i would like to watch a better a better version of it yeah i agree movie i would like to watch another version of this movie that probably isn't as good that uh, th- this is a weird segment when I don't like, I, it, when, when this guy makes more better movies and you want to have seen his <laughs> whole catalog, I'd recommend this movie, I suppose. Uh, it's, it's hard. Cause like there's better throwback movies. There's better nostalgic movies. There's better gore movies. There's better character study movies. I just, I don't know to whom I could recommend this movie. So, wow. Yeah, it's like going back and watching Mike Flanagan's early stuff. Like, there's stuff there, but like I wouldn't recommend Absentia really to anybody. Well, yeah, it's but an Oculus, okay movie. I, Oculus is underrated. I'm, as no, I'm fuck. Sp- yeah, but that's actually a good movie. It's produced by WWF Films. Okay, so think about that. Uh, no, I'm talking <laughs> specifically about like going back and watching Absentia, where it's like him and no one else. He wrote it. He directed it. There's some good ghosts in it. It's fine. And, and it's he, a bit of a mess itself. And yeah. now he's one of I, I would argue he's the best horror director out there. So if you want to go back and watch that type of thing, great. If if the crew that made this one turns out to be a prolific horror thing, then I mean this would be a fun little footnote thing. But until that happens, this is purely for genre fans. What do we 
does anyone have any idea what Jackson Stewart's doing? Like looking at his, he's IMDb making a sequel credits, to Beyond the not, Gates. He's yeah, but he's not a full time like writer, director, producer of film or TV. No, he's making a sequel to this. Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, question. that's what he's doing. Let Let's get the fuck out of here then. This has been episode 247 of the A to Z Horrorcast. If you're, if you're still here hanging out with us, you kind of know the drill at this point. We have a Patreon. We're not where your money should be going. If you do want to put your money there, you are going to get some great perks, and you will have the knowledge of knowing that it's going to Feeding America, which it has been for the last two-ish years. But please do consider all of the places in the world right now that could use your funds more than us. As always, the music is coming at you from Super Bear. Their links are down there in the description below, like along with our social media and stuff. Notably, no longer a website because we're phasing out of that, as I mentioned earlier in the episode. And next week, we're going to Mark's last pick, I think it is, of this crop. That feels weird because I feel like we just did this selection. But Correct. somehow we're there. Yeah, it's crazy when episodes come out it's on time, huh? super yeah, weird. We, they, yeah, it takes like three it's months. It's super right. weird. It's Cam. We're going to do it in roughly one week from when you hear this, I hope. We'll try. It's up to Jack after he makes a statement like that. So until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. It's horrible. You're also, like, moving your lips toward it instead of bringing it to you. No, that's how you straw. That's how you do a straw.